listening to the Gilded Flasks presentation of The Curse of Strahd, a Dungeons & Dragons 5e live play campaign. I'm Marissa, and I play Casario Silvero. On behalf of the entire cast, I'd like to welcome you to this audio-only podcast adventure. Or, why not watch the adventure unfold live every Saturday as we stream over on twitch.tv slash thegildedflask. Either way, we're so excited you're here with us. Now, let the adventure begin. Hello, hello. Are we live already? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just typing away like, oh, I need to read something now. Hello, everybody. <laughs> we missed you guys. Um, we did miss you guys. It's been a couple of weeks, but hi, welcome to the Gilded Flask. My name is Barry. And I will be um, uh, guiding you through our wonderful game of uh, The Curse of Strahd. And I'm joined with three wonderful people. Please introduce yourselves. Hey, man, I play Kalala Lakat, the inquisitive College of Spirits bird. I'm Daniel. I play John Varenthal, the Hexblade Paladin of Midnight. And I'm Marissa. I play Casario, the ASMR Twilight Cleric. Wonderful, wonderful. If you have not visited our place before, then welcome, welcome to our game. Uh, we play uh, live on Twitch if you are with us right now, but we also upload our episodes to YouTube. We have a podcast. You can find us everywhere. Be sure to follow us everywhere, please. Uh, your follow does mean a lot to us, but we're happy to have you with us. Um, our podcast is cool as well. You can find that on any of your major uh, platforms. So uh, if you use uh, either Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, uh, we're everywhere, so be sure to follow us. I believe the last episode has just gone up. Uh, we're with episode 29 right now and recording, which should go up next week. So be sure to stay tuned so you can listen to us while you're in the car as well. Oh, yes. Um, we have a couple of people that are so awesome that have helped us with a couple of things we use in our, uh, in our stream. And we want to shout out, which are in no particular order, uh, the Zondra and Paradox for the amazing character art that we have. Pyram King, James RPG Art, and DM Andy for creating the wonderful maps and content that we show on screen. And then we have Tabletop Audio, Scott Buckley, Phoenix Music, Alex Kazan, and Alexander Nakarada for the great musical scores that we have in the background, oh, yes. Additionally, we want to thank Scarlet Feathers for making the awesome armor set that Daniel is currently wearing. Look at that, it looks so cool. And Aconite Creation for the stunning chest piece that Marissa is currently wearing. That's so beautiful. Oh, your creativity is amazing. Thank you. Lastly, we want to shout out Jack of Dice, which is a uh, quaint little <laughs> dice shop in the Netherlands. Um, they have the largest selection of dice in the European Union, and that is something. Uh, I've actually been to them. They're not that far away from my home, and they have a beautiful selection of dice over there. Um, if you want to check them out, check out jackofdice.nl for their complete selection. They're absolutely amazing. And with that, let's head into the tale. <laughs> Tell me, do you like ghost stories? I've been investigating people vanishing mysteriously into the night, never to return. It looks like I've found out where they've been. Good evening. 
<laughs> I don't like this place. The air feels heavier. Did you hear that? What do you mean he's watching? In this place, nothing is what it seems. We come from an ancient land. There's no time for this. What are you looking for? This place has taken my father and my mother. It will not have me. We gotta move, now! Oh, I do love a good mystery. Barovia is mine, and so are you. Am I going to say it? Am I going to say it? it? Yes, I'm going to say it. I love this intro. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it doesn't get old after 29 times, 30 times. I mean, I've seen it more than that, of course, while we were working on it. It's so pretty. Marissa, you did such a wonderful job. Thank you for that intro. It's so beautiful. All right. So where were we? Um, last time, you guys went to Argen Vostholt, the uh, castle that belongs to um, the revenants, the remainders of the... Knights of the Silver Order. You talked to a bunch of people over there, um, and uh, they were not very interested in, in your words. They're pretty bitter. They were pretty angry. Um, and ultimately, you guys decided to leave them be, at least for now, um, and decided to leave Argon Lostholt. You decided to bring a Dusk Elf with you that you found in the... Uh, I believe it was in the wine room. Of, oh, yes. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Carla had a bit of a crush. Him. Uh, <laughs> Savid, yes, he um, uh, he was a little wounded. You guys helped him up and uh, decided to bring him back to... Uh, I thought he was a little dusk elf. <laughs> a little down and dusky elf. Huh? Um, you decided to bring him with you uh, to uh, the Vistani camp where the dusk elves also lived. And uh, on the road, you camped out because it was getting uh, towards night, and you decided to read another chapter from the book, um, which is chapter five, and you were halfway to that chapter when we decided to call it a day on the last episode. So we're gonna jump back into chapter five, which is where you learned that Strahd was practicing magic and wasn't particularly good at it. It was just uh, interrupted by a very booming, echoey voice telling him that he cannot find what he seeks in a and you were fast-forwarded to a temple with amber doors and an amber front and amber statues. Was it snowy? Strahd, it was very snowy over there, yes. Okay. Uh, where Strahd and his commander, Gwillem, uh, rushed in and started cutting down the monks and scholars that were in that temple. You guys were following suit, trying to... Um, well, prevent the monks from dying, and one point actually succeeding in blocking them off by using a, uh, I believe you used a moonbeam, didn't you, Xerial? 
uh, thereby stopping some monks advancing on Strahd and potentially saving their lives. Uh, rushing from a diner, you went onto a little balcony, and that is where we cut it off last time. So that's where we're going to be jumping back in. Um, as far as cool items, I believe last time you guys got a book of spells, kind of, right? Yes. Yes. The, the cover of was perusing, perusing that. Yeah, it's uh, the book of spells was uh, basically written in Comic Sans, and the word spells was written with a Z, so it's. Uh, it's an interesting book. It's like like one of those four dummies series books. Now, so, John was very interested in it. <laughs> like and that is where we left off. So, uh, oh yes. So let's jump back into the Tome of Strat, Chapter Five. Ooh. Exciting. Very. Here we are. Let me read um, uh, the little passage from the previous room to just get us back into the flow. So in the banquet room that you just came out of. By the way, look, the map has been loaded for you guys, right? You yes. can see where you guys have already been. <laughs> just wanted to make sure. Okay. Um, so you went through the banquet room, which was all but empty when you guys came in. Uh, the dining hall is set with a dozen simple wooden place settings. Uh... The gem-carved doors rattled behind you as you hear a monk shout, We shall be rid of you and your companions yet, devil. Which is where Casario cast her moonbeam to block their advance. They then went through the door on the eastern side of the banquet hall, and you guys followed them onto the little balcony which you are standing on right now. On this balcony, Strad and Commander Gwillem opened up the next door to the north, and advanced through that. And my question to you is, what is your next move? Let's keep following them. I want to see where this goes. I'm, I'm basically, yeah, I'm basically right on John, or uh, not John, uh, Strahd's tail, trying to find a way to help these monks, just, just to push them out of the way if I, if I have to. So as you rush over the balcony, um, you see that the balcony itself hangs over a grand hall of the temple. Um, ten feet, about, about ten feet from the banister that you guys are rushing along, uh, you see uh, the head of a robed statue in the central chamber. There's a group of monks about 40 feet below on the ground level that flee into this hall on the east side of the building. The eldest in the back of this group looks up and sees you running past but turns and tries to escort the monks to safety. <clears throat> How many monks are in this group? Uh, about 12. Okay. All right, you rush it to the next room, which I shall reveal. Oh, so that was in the room with the big statue in it with the glowing hand? Yeah, so the, the, the balcony that you the balcony that you just came off of is uh -huh. a balcony in like a grand uh, staircase. Room, okay. Which, if, it, if it wasn't shown, then it, it should be showing now. Yeah, we, we're 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 seeing that with the with the big statue with the glowing hand. Sorry, I was I was thinking it was yes. in the next room. But okay, cool. That makes more sense. Awesome. Yeah, this is just uh, the banister that you uh, rushed along. No, perfect. That's good. They're they're fleeing. That's good. The next set of amber doors, you slide aside to reveal a rectangular room that is stretching westward. There's ornate candelabras around you, 
set into the walls. And at the end of the hallway is a diminutive version of the robed statue that you've seen before that is looking over this main chamber. You see Strahd and Commander Gwillem looking around for a second. I, I'm going to try to appeal to Strahd. I'm going to get next to him and say, Strahd, whatever you're looking for, whatever you need here, we can do it without killing the, the people here. He looks around, almost in anger, and when you say that, he looks at you and he says, Killing is not my prerogative, but I will find what I need, what I need here. Alright, then if I can get them out of your way without you having to kill them, is that I, I will try. Be my guest. When I get closer to the statue, can I make out any facial features or any recognition of who it might be? As you're trying to look at this, um, the, the face of this statue, you feel inexplicably drawn to it, and I need a wisdom saving throw. Oh, exciting. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, that's a six. That's, uh, it's not what I was looking for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, can imagine. Um, you are uh, immediately caught under the effect of a sympathy spell. Um, and I don't know if you know what a sympathy spell does, um, but the spell attracts or repels creatures of your choice. Um, if you target this creature, you. Um, specifically, a kind of intelligent creature, such as you, um, will be either forced to sympathize with this statue and try to protect it, or feel antipathy towards it and try to destroy the statue. Between those two, I decided I'm going to roll for that. Uh, and you'd turn into a wrecking ball. I hate the statue. I, upon seeing it, Carla will be filled with, like, complete and utter rage. She's going to... Ooh, what could I do? What could I do? She's going to take out her bagpipes. If I have them. Yes. I'm going to take them out. Thunder wave the hell out of the statue. <laughs> Okay, well, make me an attack roll. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's Thunder Wave. It, it has to, the statue doesn't make a Constitution 50. <laughs> oh. What saving throw is that? It's a Constitution. I I think it automatically shatters things that aren't like magical. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It doesn't really have Constitution, so it fails. I mean, that's. <laughs> excellent, oh my excellent. God. Great. So, yeah, Thunderwave takes effect, and this thing is going to take... Um, I mean, if she's angry enough, she'll she'll do a second level slot, so she's going to take 3d8. Um, thunder damage? Uh, that's going to be... 5, 8, 13? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. That statue is gone. That's because it's made of amber, of course. Uh, blackened amber, however, but definitely mm -hmm. amber. It shatters. Yeah. As yeah. soon as There's it's no like crumbled, damage to you, but it's gone. That's fantastic. As as crumbles, you just feel so much better. Yeah, just oh, <laughs> I hate horrid decor. <laughs> Strahd, we can try to be, be you know diplomatic, but then yeah. <laughs> Oh, I feel so much better. Now. Yeah, there's something um, to be said for the diplomat for the diplomatic attack here. That's, uh, <laughs> it's amazing. Um, the scrolls on the floor. <laughs> There's also interest. 
You're noticing that Strahd is still surveying the room, and for the first time, it kind of feels like you might have hit a dead end. Commander Gwillem tries to open the doors to the right, but they're locked. Strahd is continuously looking around and trying to make sense of it all. There must be a way forward, but he doesn't see it. May I try? Yes. I was going to try and pick the lock, if she can, with her sleight of hand. There's no lock on the door. There's no lock? Okay. There's no keyhole or anything? No. Okay. Well. Never mind then. She's going to go, can I try? Go, like, bring out all the thieves tools, get them all ready, kind of lean down and then realize there's no lock and be like, it's just impossible. It's, yeah. Strahd is still looking around and it looks at the three of you and he says, it makes no sense. This is the way. What? What are we looking for again, sir? A path forward. Uh, John's gonna like sidle up to Casariel and try to try to talk to her under his breath, like privately. What, what are we doing here? Are we are we helping him? I I don't want to help him kill people. So, perhaps we should try to prevent it, then. Or... Should we try to stall him in some way? I don't know. Yes, no, that's a good idea. Um, perhaps we should tell him we'll go scout ahead and see if we can't open it from the other side. I'm going to go back out to the balcony and just see if I can see any more activity out here. The main hall is now all but empty. The monks that were there have scattered. You're not sure if they went out through the entrance or if they have huddled up somewhere else, but at least they're not here anymore. Looking at this door, does it look like... Like, so there's no... Is there a knob on it? Yeah, two knobs. And the knobs themselves have, like, faces carved into them. Not any anything demonic or anything. They're just, like, well-made. Okay, and is there, like, a mechanism that I can recognize to the door? Like, any sort of, like, thing that would lock it? Or any indication that, like, the mechanism to unlock it is inside this room somewhere? Give me, um... With your background, give me an Arcana check. Oh, that's good. That's a 19 plus Ooh. nothing. Because I'm not okay. intelligent. But it's still a 19. And that's good enough. This is a magical lock of some kind. You're like you reckon, looking at the way that the door looks, and it's amber. Amber is known as a catalyst for magic. Don't know if you guys knew that, but that's a thing. Um, this is a magical lock of some form. Oh, well, that's easy. I can, I can just dispel that. Um, I'm just. I'll be right back. I'm gonna step outside with John. Um, I, I think I can. I think it's a magical lock. And I think I can unlock it, but should I? Yes, there's no, it doesn't seem like there's any stopping him, but if maybe if you can make it look like it's taking you a little longer than normal, at the very least we can buy some time for them to escape. All right. <clears throat> so I'll walk back into the room. And I'll just yep. kind of like come over here and really look closely at the door. My lord, I, I, I believe, I believe it's magic that holds this door. 
Stratus turned away from you and is looking intensely at this wall over here. My lord? I'm going to turn and see what is what is he looking at. Commander Gwillem is standing next to you and she says, what are you doing? What do you mean? What are you doing? The door. What are you, are you doing? trying to oh. open it? Well, I was, but then I... Was... Then I wasn't... <laughs> I'm just going to go look back over at Strahd. <laughs> what is he looking at? You see Strahd almost looking at every brick on this wall. And as you're seeing that he is doing that, again, you hear that voice that booms as if a thousand frozen voices go through your head. A single word. Knock. Strahd takes his sword out and traces a line along the bricks here. And as he does, you suddenly hear a door opening. Strahd grins and moves through it. Oh, over where he was? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> uh, did it make noise? Like, was it loud in any way? Not loud, but I mean, the sound of like bricks brushing against each other. I mean, that's a okay. sound that you recognize. I'm going to look to Kasariel and Carla. We have to go stop him or at least help those here. I Rushing rushed. behind him, and Commander Gwillem will follow you. I rush headlong into Strahd. <laughs> Sorry, sir. <laughs> well, you do, because it's, it's a very tiny room behind this. Apparently, there's some sort of secret alcove here, which hits another brick uh, brick wall. You notice that Strahd now does the same thing, and again, the bricks do open up, and Strahd moves through. Wait, we'll follow how long? All right. Let me reveal that part. The wall gives way to a fully furnished bedchamber, set with all manner of ancient books, spell components, and finely crafted side tables and dressers. Standing in the center of this room is an elderly man with gaunt features and a red robe that sweeps the amber floor. He looks at Strahd and says, I fear my predictions were correct. Welcome, my lord. It seems that Strahd is distracted by this man momentarily. What do you do? Ooh, desk. I'm, I'm looking at the desk. I'm, I'm going to step forward in front of Strahd and yell out in a booming voice, Flee and cast command. Oh, okay. On, on, the, on the old man. I'm trying to get him out of the way. Okay, what's my saving throw on that? Oh, that's a good question. <clears throat> uh, command is a wisdom 15. Uh, okay, I got a 31. That ju you just barely made it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so I say, I yell flee, and then he just sort of. I guess looks at me sympathetically or something. I just yeah, this this is exactly what I had in my mind. He looks over at you with almost that 
warm kind of like you know i know what you're doing son but let this just happen kind of look in his eyes mm. <laughs> i'm gonna take a step to the side and <sighs> and nothing else i tried i shot my shot uh, actually, yeah. Can I turn back to Strahd? And I'm actually going to count uh, both of them and do cast suggestions and say, Sir, we can get, we can do whatever we need to do here without killing him. And cast suggestion. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what kind of saving throw is that? Uh, that is going to also be a wisdom saving throw. And it's 15. Uh, what does Strahd have again? Sorry, did he say he was going to kill him? I missed that part, if he did. No, he didn't. He's been killing oh, everybody just, in this place, just... I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Making sure. Um, even with Strahd's hefty bonus on this, uh, he got a 12. Oh, okay, so suggestion takes hold. I, I don't know how you want to rule that, but basically... It's a, a reasonable course of action, hopefully, and he, he'll he try to follow it for as long as I can concentrate up to eight hours. <laughs> it's also on so what do you though, want? so I don't know if she's... No, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll like, because Gwilym will, will, will listen to, to Strahd, because he's her her commander. So what exactly do you want him to, I, to do? Like, just basically just chill out a bit well no just whatever we need to do here i'm not suggesting he stop i'm just suggesting he do it without killing this man i don't know what his intentions are so yeah so <clears throat> okay um strat looks at you and then he looks over at the old man and he says i have heard of you and i believe that we both understand that the battle here would serve no one and would only take a very long time. You step back and we will press forward. The old man doesn't respond to that, but does take a step back. Uh, Carla, uh, you were looking what? at the desk, right? Yeah, while well, they're all sort of distracted, she's rooting around for any bits of information she can get that are very definitive, just anything of note that she can grab. All right. Um, give, me an, uh, give me an investigation check. See I love those. Um, that's going to be a 23. Nice. Okay, so on the desk is a lot of scrolls with writing paper. Um, and while there isn't anything immediately, like, magical or useful or, like, gold or anything, your eye does fall on one of the letters that is still open at the moment. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of blah, blah, nothing really interesting, but there's a name on it. It's signed. Um, and seeing as it is in this man's room, you could possibly tie two and two together. The name that is written over there is Exithantor. Exithantor. Okay, I'll take it. And if you want to know how to spell it, you should be able to see it when you hover over the token now. No bother. Okay, thank you. Yeah, past that, I'm going to just see how this plays out. All right. 
Casario, anything you want to do? Um, Casario has just kind of stepped, not completely in front of him, but enough where if something happens, she can try to defend him. Um, and then if anyone would notice, she's studying him as closely as possible, um, just so that she can do her best to either maybe try to scry or send a message to him if she needs to. Okay. Mark. Strahd has a moment of just locking eyes with Exothanter for, well, a little moment. And then does what he indeed said. He moves straight on. And again, traces a line on this wall. Again, a secret door opens up and he moves through. Commander Gwillem follows him. You are at the moment behind them and alone in the room with Exothanter. Who are you? Who are you? I am known by many names, but... Pick one. <laughs> that is so <laughs> funny, I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't have time. There's a murderous man on a rampage. Please. My name is Axithanta, and I am one of the grand wizards in this land. I knew that this day would come. What we protect here is no longer safe. What do you protect? That which he will uncover soon if you do not follow him. Okay. <clears throat> you are the I wizard. Mean... The one Madame Eva told us about, aren't you? You see him with a confused look on his face, and he says, Who's Madame Eva? Hasn't happened yet. Give these people safety, please. I will try. I'm gonna rush out to Strahd. Yep, same. Um, before she leaves the room, she's going to mage hand that cool-looking plague mask off of this shelf here. Um, I take it. <laughs> uh, sure, you have a plate mask with you. I will allow that. That's funny. <laughs> All right. I don't mean for this. I'm sorry that this is funny, but it's happening. Um, okay. No, it, this this is one of those things. Like, oh yeah, sure. Like, and at some point, something is going to be like, oh, poison gas spreads around. And you're like, well, I have a gas mask, kind of, and that's totally going to bite me in the ass. I just know it. <laughs> but you go ahead and take it. <laughs> okay, thank you. I breathe it in. <laughs> I laugh in the face of danger, you know. <laughs> the Dark Lord presses through another small hallway, opens up another secret door, which seems to be attached to part of a bookcase, and presses on. Is this like a statue that we're walking over? Uh, yeah, it's like a bit of a statue. It's not in your way. <clears throat> And I will reveal the room, of course, in just a second. I just need to quickly grab the shape of it. There we are. As you press through, you walk into a domed library that is carved out of immaculate black and white marble. This place looks as fancy as it is big, as it is beautiful. 
There's a gold and marble staircase that curves around the north wall and spirals down into a black pit of shadow. Without hesitation, Strad leaps over the railing and falls into the depths below. Commander Gwillem follows him. Oh, hell. John leaps over too. Okay. <laughs> I take Carla and jump. If she'll oh. let me. Absolutely. May I? All right. Of course. <laughs> I can fly. So, if need be. Yeah. Yeah, and this would totally be. This would totally be dimly lit. So yes, you can. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, by two ways actually. Not to brag. <laughs> oh my God! Can you can fly in <laughs> can all different ways. There we go. <laughs> can you imagine if there would be like a magical trap that as soon as you try to do that, all the lights like burn up very brightly, so it's no longer dimly lit, and you just mm. crash down. <laughs> I just had this whole thing like if someone DM tried me. to stop John it's like if, if all your friends were jumping off bridges boy wouldn't you he jumps but nobody <laughs> even questioned it next homebrew campaign. <laughs> <clears throat> good point oh, so many scrolls and magic-y things so mm -hmm. sad I know <laughs> <laughs> as he's falling he'll up the book of misspells we already got a good thing <laughs> As you drop down, which luckily isn't too far down, and you don't take any damage because of that, you land in a very small chamber. Strad and Commander Gwillem are slightly ahead of you, looking at three very large amber crystals that are each of them are very faintly glowing. Strahd, standing there covered in blood, is looking at the three crystals. He throws his sword to the side on the ground and stretches out his arms. And he looks around, almost frantically, saying, I am here! What do you require of me? You are death, no? Have you come for me? If so, then take me and be damned. You guys are seeing this unfold. Is there anything you want to do about that? Or do you want to see what happens? Uh, are we dealing with death now, Carla? What, what's going on? I don't particularly fancy it, but this isn't... I don't know. No, just stay back. <clears throat> it could be dangerous. Why did we jump down the stairs? There were perfectly good stairs. <laughs> cool. Very, very slowly, the temperature in this room drops but a few degrees. And again, a voice slowly creeps into your mind. And it says... I have come on your behalf. You have said you well, and you are due at your reward. Lay your hands on my tomb. You hunger for a lost youth's I shall remove the rival from your path, and you shall age. 
Alexandra Quillen, standing next to Strahd, hears these voices for the very first time, as she grips very firmly to her weapon. But Strahd, dead set on what he wants, steps towards the crystal in the middle. He drops... Oh, he already dropped his sword, I'm sorry. And he raises one hand towards the crystal, and all falls silent. With each step that Strahd now takes forward, the light around the room changes from orange to green to blue and to black before the light is swallowed. In this moment, all three of you can choose one action to roll on to either prevent anything from happening right now or decide to do nothing and stand back. Well. Ah. <clears throat> uh, I pull my Listen, wand of I wonder. would like to cast God. mirror image. For three of me to appear. And I'd like all three of us to run to all of the different crystals and sort of stand almost guard by them. Like that? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try and prevent anyone from walking forward to them if I can. <clears throat> I reach my hand into the darkness and yell, Stoker, heal! And try to conjure my shadow spawn Stoker pug. Yes! I missed you. I love him. <laughs> and he'll stand in front of me, uh, Casariel and, and Car well, in, in front of the Carla that I know is still here. And sort of like keep guard on her. Okay. I'm just going to resize this token just a little bit because he's yeah. a little too big for my liking. There we go. No problem. Cool, cool. Casario? Um, just to recap, we heard yeah. the voice say something, something, touch the stone and you won't age ever again. <laughs> Casario runs and touches it herself. No, I'm just kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to. And it's Ooh. canon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shut, shut right out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of a cool dark lord, you have a queen. Um, no, I mean, I oh my god, I it so works though. Twilight cleric, dark and terrible as the night. Oh, uh. the whole non-aging thing, really tempting. But no, I'm going to stay where I am. Um, yeah, just watch. Is there anything you want to do, or just stand and watch? It's really dark. I think Casario feels like they're just witnessing what's happened before. I don't know if she feels like she can change the past. So I think, yeah, I think I, unless something tries to hurt one of my friends, I'm going to just watch history unfold. All right. Fair enough. As I said, Strahd slowly moves forward towards the crystal. 
And as he does, the lights shift colors until they finally go pitch black. Is he going to touch it? Can you see that? I can. Real, the real <laughs> Carlos by him. Okay. Uh, you do have dark vision, right? Oh, uh, no, I don't have dark vision, but I'm close. Does that count for anything? What do you want to do? The real Carlos is going to push him away. He tried to touch it. Give me a strength check with disadvantage. Let's see what I'll happens. I'll take that. I'll take that. Come on, two natural 20s. <laughs> um, 16. 16 is your lowest? Yeah, my lowest. My highest wow. was 18. Wow, okay. Um, That's minus one. <laughs> so 17 or 16 minus one, that, 16. That's still pretty good, but it's not enough. Strahd has <laughs> 21. Yeah, that's fair. So you do run into him and you push him. And he gets, like, disbalanced, but he keeps on moving forward. And basically, the last push you gave him disbalances him in such a way that he makes the final step and touches the crystal in front of him. The Amber Tomb, one is again illuminates, and you see Strahd's hand brace against its surface. In its hazy, yellowish glow, you can see where the light from the crystal itself has been drawn. There's a phantasmal shadow that erupts from the face of the stone coffin and forms into a humanoid shape with wing-like appendages draping from its forearms like sleeves of a mystical robe. The wings envelop Strahd and shadows follow it in sequence and consume the entire room. From the depths, you suddenly see two red eyes emerging. And they turn to where Alexandra Gwillem is still standing. The light slowly fills the crypt again from the other sarcophagus to the left and the one to the right. Strahd collapses in supplication at the stone vault. And very softly you hear a voice booming as it takes up. And it says, Do you wish to live? Y yes? Strahd. I'm oh, sorry. Strahd, exhausted, knelt on the floor, slowly nods his head, to which you hear, Then feed. An echo of dense, heavy steel bounds around you as the sound of Strahd's sword meeting the stone returned from another time. 
Strahd seizes Alec by the throat and her weapon falls to her feet. The choking ends quickly only to be replaced by the blood steadily dripping down her front. The liquid pools on the stone as the body hangs from Strahd's claw. His pupils appear narrow like a predator on the prowl. His mouth is drenched in his advisor's blood. Color leaves the world. Even the vivid red eyes fade to gray. And the mists slowly consume the world around you again. And for a brief moment before it does, you see a faint shape of a creature near the tomb. Dressed in wings hanging from its forearms and horns protruding from its head. The mist consumes all of you and throws you back to the world where you came from. As you open your eyes, you hear one final sentence in your head saying, There it was. The parley, the bargaining, the trade. What did they want of me? What could they possibly want from me? One of you three, and you may decide amongst yourselves can, because of this chapter, now cast Commune. Yeah. And Commune is basically an empowered message spell. That sounds like a Carla thing to me. Or... It's not okay. John. It's not a John thing, is all I'll say. <laughs> That's a divine being. It is pretty Yeah. Cool. I would... I'd be happy to <clears throat> take it. Casario also, like, if you're on... Like, I'm just, I was just meant that that's not a John thing. You guys fight amongst yourself. I'll throw down a dagger. Mm. No, it's, it's you okay. have it already, right? Yep, I've got it. Oh, you've already yeah, got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I will also take it then, so the two of us will have it. All right. Other than that... Any items that you picked up during this book are also still with you. So the um, plague mask you still have with you, as well as the book of spells. <laughs> okay. So we sort of come back to consciousness at our camp. Yeah, and a good point. Actually, I'll uh, I'll use the uh, the camp map for that. And uh, there is one addition to that that I will say, because as you come back, um, oh that thing shouldn't be there. There we go. <laughs> Um, as you come back, you're being attacked. No, uh, <laughs> as you come back, you see a very, very frightened Dusk Elf sitting here like, where were you guys? Oh. Where were we? You wouldn't believe us if we told you. <laughs> were we not here? Or were we just sleeping? What, how, how did, how did, what happened? You guys were reading a book and at some point, Carla pointed at something in the book and the three of you were just sucked in and the book dropped on the ground and I don't know what happened. 
we actually physically leave this place? I thought we just went to sleep. I did too. It's good to know that we're not like vulnerable in unconscious bodies when we're not there. I mean, a book's pretty it's... vulnerable. Yes, but I... no one's going to pay attention to it. I'll walk over to him because I can see that he's clearly distraught while these two are, you know, <laughs> contemplating the specifics of our disappearance. Um, and I'll just sit next to him on the log and say, Surely you know there are a great many things in this world that are magical. We've happened upon one. That is all. Instead of reading the story with our eyes, we experience it. Okay. Are you guys okay, though? It's way better than a picture book. Um, are we okay? Are we okay? Are, are you two okay? <clears throat> yes. I think we are okay. Are you okay? I saved an old man, I think. Are you? Uh, oh. Uh, I. That's good, I guess. I started making dinner, and he points at the pan that now has indeed soup in there. Oh, you're so wonderful and delightful. <laughs> I was going to take some soup. I get up. I forgot that Carla was crushing on him, so I get up from the log next to him, and I'm just going to walk back over here and sit next to John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Oscarsarial. Press the digitation. A couple of rose petals there. <laughs> <laughs> Is that faint music I hear? Romantic funeral song of my bagpipes. Um, in. Uh, John and Casario's head, uh, they'll hear. We sh Sorry. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Um, they'll hear, we should discuss what happened there, but maybe not in front of a new friend. Or privately. Uh, okay. No, I'll say that to I mean Casario and John in their heads. <laughs> ah. Message. Yes, message. I, I believe our our friend whom we visited in in our story. Um, I believe our friend can can um see and hear us, probably anywhere. The big shadow thing. We read. Hmm? The big um, shadow thing, or well, I'm not sure just yet. But I, it's my thought. So perhaps when we're somewhere that that cannot happen, we'll mm -hmm. talk. Understandable. That was really creepy. Mm -hmm. mm. So Sweet. that that was an amber place, though. We didn't we have to do something there. That was something I remember. I mean, hey, uh, Savid, right? Savid, yeah, Savid. Do you know of an yeah. am, a place with lots of amber, orange stones, like lots of them, big, huge, snowy? I think you mean the Amber Temple. Sure. Yeah. Does it have amber? Yes. Then, yeah. Would you be able to point out on a map where that might be directionally and Carla will show him the map that they have? And he will roughly indicate a mountain. He says, to the south from here, I think. We're in a, close to Argon, Boston. A little bit south that way. And he points like behind him and you will be able to clearly see this mountain. He says... Right. There is a path that will take you about halfway to the mountain, and I believe the Amber Temple is there, but you shouldn't go there. Why is that? It's a dangerous place. People get hurt over there. By what? Mm. Yeah, we saw them. I 
I've never been there myself, and I only know rumors, but the story goes that the very essence of evil dwells in that temple. Hmm. Interesting. There are a lot of old people and monks in the top. Is that a place where people are? No, the place has been abandoned after... I believe there's been an attack on the temple, mm. but that's been hundreds of years, if not more, mm. never since it's been abandoned. Mm. Not completely. <clears throat> Carlos, should we ask him about the old guy, or should we ask Castamere? Castamere might just have a higher recollection than darling Savid here. Yeah, yeah, Savid doesn't seem to know that much. All right. Hey, Savid, um, thank you for the soup. You know, to make wonderful soup. Very good soup. It is delicious. Thank you for making it for us. It's very kind of you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep, thanks. And he starts eating. <laughs> is there anything else you want to do in this camp, or do you guys just want to eat and take your rest? Just probably just chat about like with Savid about just how what it's like here. What are the seasons like? Do they hunt anything or what? what just you know, just get to know him. Okay. Um, the essence you're getting from this is like he will tell like the the, the you know the small talk he will do. Uh, you get the essence that his people. Um, as a matter of fact, there is one thing that I think I might have told you through um, uh, through his leader Casimir, but he will reiterate that is that it's very lonely being just with the guys. He will tell you there's That's no female. Shame. Yeah, there's no oh, female dust scales anymore. <laughs> I imagine yes. that Carla will perk up at that. <laughs> Carla remembers the story, so she will perk up, but then remember, oh, that was a horrible tragedy. I probably shouldn't capitalize on it. Uh, really helps your odds, though. Really I mean, does. No yeah. women. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Um... <laughs> Savit will also point out that he doesn't have a bedroll. You don't. Oh, I was pretty small, so. Yeah, you guys can probably. Roomies? Bunk up. <laughs> you can't sleep with, with us. John and I share. A, we make a thing. So. We do? It'll have to be Carla. You do a what, what? now? <laughs> what? We make a thing. You know, we, think we share. Uh, we make a, a extended bet thing, and we can't because we don't have any more room for anyone else, so it has to be Carla. Anyway, I start making the. Um, a hut that keeps us safe from wild animals and also monsters. <laughs> and Kasara cool. will just get up and start making the hut. <clears throat> uh, excuse me, Savit. I need to go learn how to make a thing. Seems <clears throat> <laughs> like more people uh, are going to have a good time tonight. Uh, <laughs> Carla will just try to charm the pants off him. Not literally, but just like really, you know, make herself very amazing. Because it's, it's, you know, it's different <laughs> when you're in all your bodies as opposed to in a Fistani camp where you're safely secure in a... <laughs> in a, yeah. Uh, people, so don't get too wild. I mean, yeah. I don't know if we're there yet, you know? No. She's we're just, just going to lay the groundwork but... of, like, charming him, being flirty, you know, telling him all her best ghost stories, and if that doesn't scare him off, then 10 out of 10. <laughs> okay. You don't have to be too colorful about this if you don't want to, but what's your intention with him? Because <laughs> that's going to help uh, you decide on what you're going to roll just... for this. <laughs> Just flirting. Just flirting. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Um, She's being a bird. 
She's being the bard of the group today. Okay, um, in, in that case, there's no role for it. Um, oh, but I've got you notice, good charisma. <laughs> he is... He, well, if I'm going to let you roll for it, then, like, depending on the outcome, he's going to, like, you know, jump you. And, like, we're not there yet. Oh, never mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this guy has seen, seen some shit. You know, this this guy has has had a troubled life, and he's old, right? So he's he's seen terrible things. You can see he's burdened by the things he has witnessed that he has seen. Um, even... That being said, your the conversation with you, you notice, does lighten his mood uh, a little bit, and he is thankful for that. Take it. You know what? That's a good deed that I've done. You're so welcome. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be my night um, before we bunker up um, very Christianly with Who? no intentions. <laughs> so John and Casario are off making a thing from what I understood and since there is no um, stamina roll uh, we're gonna we uh, put our beds together to make a larger bed so it's more comfortable not in a weird way See, John, and like no, a I get it. rival between <laughs> soldiers way John was trying to make like a bunk bed out of this like strap his bed up into the leaves and it's just not working no, the, the hut is small it's a small hut You've seen it before. I don't, Only if it's ten people, it's very small. We're all going to be together. I, I'm sorry, I didn't know I what the thing bed. was. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> I continue to eat some more soup. All right. So Vic will um so will join in. Yeah, it'll so be. will join in with the uh, with, with uh, keeping keeping watch. Even though you're in a tiny hut, so you don't technically have to, but he will help out with it. Um, there was nothing that will surprise you this night, so you are fine. You can take your long rest. Yay! And uh, adding to that, uh, because this is your long rest, that means that you guys have also... Yay! Up. Congratulations. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Level eight. Oh, baby. Let's go. Level eight. You start. You guys are starting to get quite quite hefty. I need to... Uh, Yes. I need to keep that in mind uh, with my encounters because level eight is uh, that, that's starting to turn into the dangerous area of players. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you guys already uh, prepped uh, prepped this. Can you uh, share with us what you picked for your level eight? Okay, so I'll go first because I'm very excited about mine. Um, I gave myself two more charisma points because I started myself as a rogue as a bard, so now I'm getting my charisma back. Um, so that I now have four um, tales of the... Um, spirit, ta spirit tales, basically. So I can do that four times now. Um, every short rest, which is great. I took mm. the new spell Polymorph Ooh, after awesome. seeing it from the witches and seeing how effective it was at completely uh, ruining our whole day. John, John's day, yeah, everybody's um, day. Yeah, good point. And Ooh. um, she also was looking at sort of <laughs> what she knows and trying to make something new out of that. So she has replaced one of her spells. Um, she replaced Bestow Curse, which never works for her, and instead now has non-detection. Oh, nice. Yeah. Has what now? What is it? Non-detection. So for a duration, I can hide a target that I touch from divination ma uh, magic. Mm. Um, and it can be a place or an object no larger than 10 feet in any direction. Okay. So. And it basically... Um, this target can't be targeted by any divination magic or perceived through magical scrying sensors. Oh, interesting. Mm. Yeah. We can start having conversations. 
<laughs> nice. There's no one watching you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think inside the hut we can talk. It's silence. Yes. The, the hut. Physically, yeah. Would there be anything, anything scrying you? The hut would prevent that. Yeah. Yeah. What happened with Casario on level eight? Um, so I chose to take two points in wisdom. So now I am at a plus five, AKA 20 in wisdom. Um, and the only thing else that happened for me is that I now have divine strike, which means I can roll a D eight and add it to my uh, damage on a melee strike and it's radiant damage. Yeah. Which double nice. Yeah. Which is great. Especially for, yeah. Some of the dark things we've been fighting. (laughs) Yeah, mm-hmm. Twilight Clerics come pretty well equipped into this specific campaign. So, like, yeah. you know, I already have a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, John has. What do been, I do, John? John's been very mixed up mentally over the course of this uh, time in Barovia. He's he has been, you know, controlled by. He's been the puppet for uh, this being called Escher that they finally met. Uh, and he's been delving into some of the strings that he can see and some of the things that he can see that are behind the veil of the world. But upon seeing the the silver order, the the these paladins that, while dead, have somewhat given up on their values, given up on their the oath that drives them. He's he's kind of he's going to lean into the paladin that he's never really quite leaned into. Before. And he's gonna, I'm going to take a level of Paladin, which means I am gaining my Oath of Midnight for Saloon and get mm-hmm. uh, my two channel divinities and two Oath spells, which are, I already have them, but, you know, I now have them always prepared. Protection from good and evil and sanctuary, nice. which will help against the possessions that we've had a few times or, or, or drains that we've had a few times. I'm really excited about the channel divinities. Uh, one of them is... Dawnbreaker. As an action, I can imbue my weapon with hope and using my channel divinity. For one minute, every creature within tw- uh, of my choice within 20 minutes, add, or sorry, 20 feet of me, adds half of my charisma modifier to their attack rolls. So it's going to be an extra two plus two to everybody around me. And uh, it creates a light about 40 feet around me. Word of Calm. This is my favorite one. Pop and I actually homebrewed this one to, to try to make it kind of balanced. Yeah. As an action, I present my holy symbol and utter a word of peace. Each creature of my choice that can see or hear me and is engaged in violence must make a charisma saving throw or be forced into a state of calm for one minute. It's kind of like a calm emotions, but broad scale. And nice. um, yeah, it it pretty much is just dazed or just engaged in peaceful activity until something attacks it. Or that's cool. Yeah, or it takes damage. Mm-hmm. So. Very cool. Cool choices. And yeah, level eight. So uh, yeah, you guys are starting to become a force. Like you guys already are a force to be reckoned with because you've been wrecking Barovia so far. But uh, yeah, you guys are getting there. Awesome. Uh, I just imagine that you guys have applied the level eight. In that case, mm-hmm. uh, it is morning again and you wake up. Uh, I would like it to be note that I did do a small seance for an hour in order to get my fireball while on my watch. All right. Noted. Love it. Uh, spells. I think I need to add a spell now. 
then it is uh, early morning and you rise to uh, Savit already being awake and just chipping away at a bit of wood with a little knife. Okay, drop him off to the Fistani camp, have a little bit of a word with the Fistani, maybe about things that we've learnt. Um, and what is our plan from there? It's crest-bound, I imagine? Ah, uh, yes. I think so. Unless we hear word about your mother, then we'll go sure. immediately there. Yes. That's good. Alright, well, let's get you home, Savit. Carol will say and start packing up camp to head out. Alright. You pack up your camp. And head on the on the road again. The road again. <laughs> oh wait, that's copyrighted. That's second. Ah. <laughs> In Barovia again. I can't wait to leave this mist plowed land. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> the map is yours. Go ahead. I'm going the right direction. Amazing. Lucky. Yeah, lucky is that way. Oops, uh, sorry. Crossing the bridge uh, over the river, by the way, uh, do you want to stop over to talk to Sir Lingerich, or do you just want to move on? Hey, actually, yeah. Because uh, as we're walking towards him, hey, doesn't that old knight uh, by the road, doesn't he have something to do with the Silver Order? Yes, he's one of the members of it, but he seems to still be serving the village as opposed to whatever their lot, those lot are doing. I wonder if we can talk to him and try to find out what what happened to the rest of them and see if he, if he's still bound by his oath why aren't they so you want to stop over always hey, worth a check hey, he killed him. <laughs> you want to like go 400 years ago <laughs> his eyes widen you what now uh, i mean you just came from a whole castle full of dead people right oh yeah uh yeah they they they're creepy. I. What about it? Well, this guy's pretty cool. Uh, we attacked him, and he didn't even attack us back. Okay. He's a friend. He's a good friend. John is very bothered. Um. Okay. Let's pop in and say hello to him. All right. Uh, let me quickly clean up the scene over here. Oh, should have done that before. That's fine. There you go. And I'll add in Savita as well because he is with you. Yay. <clears throat> uh, be careful, Savid. This place is pretty swarming with these little nasty things, but this guy seems to be dealing with them pretty well. Okay. If we do get into combat, I'm going to turn you invisible and you're going to stay out of the way and we'll deal with it. So don't worry. Okay? I can Unless fight. Oh, you can fight? Yeah, if can. I had my bow. Do you have your bow? No. Then you'll go invisible. <laughs> I break off a branch of a tree and walk over there. Here you go, use this. Gazzaro hands him a sword. You can use this. Strapping lad um, like yourself. Tap okay, on what kind of sword is it, by the way? I'm just going to give him the long sword. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very well. we'll head up towards the house straight away and inside uh, i mean it's it's the contours of this house are still there but it's basically just rubble like there's not much left from mm. this uh Selinkovich is standing there hey buddy 
I think we just like made friends. Over the rubble. My friends. Uh, Gwillem, the. Hang on. Let me. Uh... Sorry. <laughs> Let me also make sure that you guys can see him. <laughs> there we go. Uh, hey, friends. How's your place doing? Looks breezy. It looks at you and doesn't really get the joke. Um, <clears throat> Carla, you can talk to him. Yes, we just came from Argenvost Hold, um, and we met some of your other order while we were there. It seems a lot of them have some unfinished business here in Barovia. Are you of the same? Of course they do. We will not rest until the war is over. That's the thing. They seem to be almost giving up. The what can you prompt me? What was the or Carla? What was the uh who was their leader again? <laughs> the, Vlad Vladimir? The Vlad yeah. Vladimir. Vladimir Horngard. Uh, Vladimir seems to have just given up on helping the people of this land. Said they're, some of them aren't even worth saving. How can he, how can your order stand by this? I feel that that is untrue. My commander, Horngard, would never stand down against tyranny and the enemy. I agree that he should not. All right, go on, Carla. Um, he seems to have changed quite a bit uh, from one you might remember him. Do you know how long you've been hanging around Barovia? I have you been sent time here. passing. I have been sent here to guard the bridge against evil and warn of the enemy advancing on the castle. I've been here for two weeks. Oh. Has it been more than two weeks since we saw him first? Um, it hasn't been more than two weeks since you lost time. No. Mm. Sariel sees John about his wheels turning, or she can, like, hear them, and she just, just, just puts her hand on his and shakes her head. Mm. I need to, I need to ask him about Horngard. I need to tell him. Lingovich, we spoke to your commander, and Good. he... He seems bitter and resentful. He says that they've tried dozens of times to assault the keep of their enemy and failed every time. But he's using that as an excuse to give up, to say, to, to bar himself in his castle, to, to stand behind his walls while others suffer. He said, what are they worth? He said those words. What can I do to get through to him? Are you sure you talked with our commander? The enemy holds no keep in this land. They are an invasion party. 
he was fighting against the castle. I th did, did he specifically say Ravenloft Castle when we when we were talking to him? He didn't mention Ravenloft, okay. but like everything pointed at it. Okay, well, I, he didn't say that then. <sighs> okay. Well, Lingovich, I respect your determination and I respect your bond. Thank you for upholding your oaths. You are... You're a role model that I would strive to follow one day. Can I just say that I find it amazing that John says that to a dead creature? I just want to say, I just want to point that out. He's... been in for way too long. Well, yeah, he, he's... <laughs> right now, he's more pissed off that the dead people in Argenvoss hold have given up on their oath. And the fact that this guy, even he's, he seems kind of deluded, but the fact that he's still maintaining his oath, that's like, he's bound beyond death. That is something, uh, at the very least, John can respect that aspect. At what you said, he salutes uh, at you and uh, he says, there will always be another dawn. Dawn will rise. We look forward to it. Farewell, Sir Knight. He nods at you. Sorry, I don't. I don't think he's all there. You're getting so much more perceptive as we go along, John. It's it's really incredible. Really, I'm just gonna pat his hand. So are we um, wanna... headed to Krusk mm -hmm. then? Mm -hmm. Oh, we're heading to the Valaki camp to drop David off. David oh, off, right? Yes. David, you're so quiet. I didn't even realize you were there. Come along, David. <laughs> so, <laughs> David. <laughs> so when you turn around to look at Savid, it's not that he's playing scaredy cat, but he is like around the corner of a tree, and you notice that he has seen that you guys have been talking to a dead guy. Uh, we were surrounded by some evil creatures earlier, and he came and helped us out. I, I get, I get where you're coming from, Savid. I truly do. It's, I have no love for the undead, mm. but he's driven beyond death and fighting for something that seems righteous. Mm. Shall we anyway. go back to the camp? Mm -hmm. yep. I'll route to the camp and nothing else special will happen. So if you guys are okay with it, I will move you guys to the camp. Let's do it. Sounds good. Uh, then here you are. It's weirdly blacked out. <laughs> Ah, uh, it's uh, it, it's doing the thing again. It reversed, uh, yeah, yeah. Boop, boop. There you go. You already seen everything. Coolsies. Uh, you guys are on the uh, the outskirts. Right. So, welcome home. Feel free to go off and talk to your friends to let them know you're not dead. I will. Thank you. 
Got a good word in a, for us with Casimir, if you don't mind, if you've talked to him ever. That's my first stop, and I will. I, he you. takes your hand, and he very softly kisses it, and he says, thank you. I will not forget this. Neither will I. I imagine <laughs> it's super awkward because we we say goodbye, and then we start walking in the same direction towards Casimir's. <laughs> We're going to let him walk yeah. away because Carla's going to stop for a moment and talk to them. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. That's why I was telling him goodbye. I would like to talk to you guys alone. Uh, <laughs> that was an extra. <laughs> John's gone. <laughs> yeah, John started walking with John. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh uh, I'll see you later, Savine. Yeah. I'm okay. Game plan. What do we want out of this? So we saw, if you remember, handsome man. I can't remember his name, but he's very handsome. He was in Strahd's castle, so he's clearly in cahoots with Strahd in terms of the Vistani. Do you remember him? So the table. Oh, the guy you... Wait, hang oh. on. I don't yeah, think, I think John actually... Rework. John doesn't remember that moment because he, he was actually training with Car uh, Kazari at the time. Yes. Mm -hmm. He, um... Very handsome... A brother, I believe, a Centauri. There we go. That's his name. It came to me. Um, oh, um, I this down. Just a bit of information gathering. It was fine. Um, but he was there. So can we trust them to not go back to the Lord of the Land if he was there? He must in, be in some sort of cahoots. Right. Should we tell the others? I think we should be very careful who we tell what. Moving forward, mm -hmm. as we arrange our allies, precarious. Okay. I don't know if we can trust any Vistani. And we don't even know, by the way, half of them. We know two. I believe there are six different Vistani camps. Mm -hmm. Or at least not camp, but groups. Mm -hmm. Not all of them are settled. Some of them do go to the world and back again. Oh, world um so it would be good to get a general consensus it seems as if madam eva has a particular affinity against strahd while these guys must be in some way or shape allying with him and that is good to keep in mind as we go forward she kind of looks up into the air as if like hopefully nothing's listening <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> John looks around for ravens and, like, absentmindedly pats his wand of raven explosion. So what, what give are we me doing a, uh, give, me, give me a nature check on that, um, John. Oh, boy. I'm really good at nature. I have... Oh, I only have a negative one. So. You're anti-nature. I got a seven. You hear... An owl, and for a moment, you think it's a crow. Never mind. <laughs> Did you just see him make an owl noise and look around? Because Haruhil, I'm not often? sure what. Sometimes, you know, he's special. <laughs> my my uh, special guy. Hey, my mom always said that. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That tracks. Mm. Should just wing it, John. So anyway, what are we doing here? 
Yes, we're talking to Castamere. Are we talking Castamere to Castamere? Okay. Would be a good shout in terms of allyship, but it, it well, he did ask us to um, take a peek at that um, swamp. He did, so I think it would be best to maybe converge with him when we speak for Oh, it would be good to mention to him maybe the true nature of the fanes, as we've sort of learnt. That they are more towards a... <laughs> the land is more important than any human person. Isn't particularly... Do you know what I can do? What? I can suss out whether someone's telling me the truth or not. So perhaps, mm. as we collect allies, you know, we could sit them down and say, All right. Now you listen up. Mm -hmm. Maybe you'll do the talking, okay? But paraphrasing, right? Um, <laughs> I'm going to cast a spell on you, and I'm going to ask you if you are for us or against us. Whatever. And, um, you know, and then we'll know. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's, that sounds good. That would cut out a lot of the I mean, guesswork. I think they can lie, but then I'll know they're lying. I'm pretty sure. That's better than nothing. Um, oh, we would have to somehow ask them in a way that they wouldn't know what side we're on first. Because we don't want anyone to know. She'll look around. Yes. <laughs> you know. I know. I get it. Um, what? Sides? Uh, I'll tell you later, John. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's the crow's listening. Um. Right, right. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, would it be worth our time talking to them now, or gathering more information and coming back? What do you What do you well, think? Well, we're here now. If you want to ask them questions, why not? I think it would be good to at least inform Casimir of the Fane's true natures and see if he has any other solutions. And mm. in terms of the Vistani getting another sort of sus out of them, now that we've attended that wonderful dinner, with I mean, we're the such Lord. good friends. You know, I won that whole dance competition. <laughs> Ritual yes. thing. I need to ask them if they know about this wonderful creature in here as well that they've just left in the bag. Oh. You know? Hmm. They gave us. Mm. I can't believe that they're all in line. Mm. Maybe it's I mean, just that one. We saw one person there. I, I don't. Like, we didn't see Eva in the castle, and that would be interesting. Mm. Yes, let's just go talk to them. Let's uh, look, yes. What's up, John? I was just thinking we, right, should, we we could also tell him about the um the knights over at Archenvassalt, see if he knows anything about them. See if it sure doesn't hurt to say we were there. I don't see why that would hurt. Mm. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. Yeah. All right, I'll follow your lead. Okay, do. Um, we'll head towards the Fustani camp and Kyle is going to go towards like here and presumably see Centauri awaiting. Okay. As you move towards the camp, uh, Centauri isn't waving at you. He's actually leaning against the wagon over here, chatting up Arabelle. The, the, the child. The young girl. Uh, the young girl, uh, well, yeah, child, like a borderline child. Yes, she's 16. Uh, Zintori is like an adult, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Carla is going to walk sort of past and like purposefully like bash into him as she's going past being like, oh, I'm so clumsy. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I try to 
stealthily sort of like kick one of his sh like you know when you like have any of you experienced the wonders and joy of having someone like kick the back of your knee so that it buckles? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what she's trying to do to this man, except she has to kind of like high kick in order to get it. <laughs> okay, and you said you tried to like steal something from me or just do that? Just it's very kind of like push him over, but she's st trying stealthily. to be dexterous about it. <laughs> trying to indicate. Trying to like okay, angle for it. a particular point as opposed to just trying to brute force it. You know what? Heck, make it an acrobatics check. Let's see what happens. <gasps> You're a kind and gracious DM. I will remember this forever. <laughs> Where's my acrobatics? There they are. Okay. Uh, that is going to be a dirty 20. 16 plus 4. Yeah. So he buckles and <laughs> thud. <laughs> Face first in the mouth. I'm so sorry. I am such a nitz. <laughs> and I'm going to look up at Arabelle and be like, Oh, hello. How are you? Are you doing well after recovering after your excursion? And she smiles at the three of you, seeing the three of you. And she says, Yes, I'm I'm glad to, to be back, to be honest. Uh, thank you once again. Uh, is there anything we can do for you? Oh, we just came to have, you know, a chat round, and she's going to kick a little bit more dirt up near Zanori. <laughs> just a little bit aggressively. Um, you know, just to just to chat. We've been, you know, exploring a little bit. Is your father in? Uh I believe he's in the main tent, yeah. Would he mind if we had a chat with him? Not at all. You are guests of honor. Wonderful. Yes. Um, and she's just going to kind of like look down at him a little bit and then keep walking towards the tent. Okay. As Sariel is giggling as she watches John try to discern what just happened. 99% <laughs> sure he does no idea what just went down. I was going to say, <laughs> as he's getting up, John's going to clomp by and accidentally step on his toes. Like completely un un unintentionally, but you know, it's happening. <laughs> Okay, um, give me... Roll me a flat d20. Oh, Arabelle, is this your... No, I got a three. <laughs> no. Okay, you step on is his this, foot, but he doesn't really feel it. Is this your brother? Okay, I'm done. We're, let's, I'm, let's move by. Asario wants to help him up, but in, like, solidarity of girl power, she doesn't. <laughs> and she just keeps going. <laughs> okay. Uh, hi, Arabelle. Uh, glad you're not in a creepy castle anymore or house or whatever anyway bye <laughs> as you guys are the main tents there's a couple of people here uh familiar faces of course as you've been here uh, a few times now lungara is still here luvash the leader and the father of arabelle is here uh sitting and chatting with casimir who is now joined by savid at the other end of the tent and on the side you see aragal and uh, uh, uh lady vistani there chatting there's a couple of other vistani around the tent that you don't recognize um, the gang's all here. You seem to have a sort of like natural charm when it comes to uh, Luvash. Why don't you get him talking? Kind of suss out this. She's going to say this to Kasari. will kind of suss out sort of his situation. I'll talk to uh, Casimir. And John, why don't you do us a massive favor and keep Lingari entertained? Try and get as much information out of him as possible. Hey, Lingari, did I ever tell you about my favorite clown we met named 
was it Juggles? Um, the guy at the beginning. Oh yes, Juggles. <laughs> but no, <laughs> he Juggles the clown. <laughs> no. Uh, Luvash is down by Casimir. All right, so Lungari is basically just caught in conversation with John and like confused yeah. as usual. <laughs> um, fair enough. Okay. Next up. Um, Karma's going to approach Lungari and sort of like hold out her hand and sort of like give it a shake. And she's also going to acknowledge Luvash, all the formalities. And she's going to be like, um, Kasariel actually was looking to have a chat with you, Luvash, if, you know, oh, she's just absolutely. over there. And he stands up and meets eyes oh, with Casario, and he says, ah, the prodigal dancer returns. Wonderful. Yes. <laughs> Just before he kind of leaves Carla's vicinity, she's going to be like, you would want to keep an eye on Arabella a little bit. I did see a rather foul-looking man talking to her outside. I have no clue who he is. <laughs> and you saying that, Luvash will look at the two Vistani men that are sitting at the other end of the tent, and he's like, and those two will go outside and have a look at Arabelle. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's his daughter, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 I forgot. Wow. <laughs> nice. I got all my charisma back. This is my charm. This is what the extent of it. Being a bastard. Um, okay. <laughs> I would say it's rather so noble. <laughs> so Carla as you uh, pull up to Casimir and Safit, uh, Safit actually points at you and he says this is the girl I was telling you about good to see you again Casimir found one of yours while we were adventuring I'm glad you did your dagger has been a great help while we've been traversing this land it's helped take down a great many of enemies that would have done otherwise to me so thank you for that. I wanted well, to well. talk to you a little bit about the Fanes. We happened to encounter one. Have you? Yes. And the Fane of the land, the nature, sort of woodsy Fane. Yes. I'm not sure of their intentions. They seem to not care for the creatures that live in this land, only that the land itself be purged of the evil within it and they would count everyone in Barovia as part of that including your tribe at least that's what we've gathered from them from our interactions or it's what we're worried about I, should this continue being something we pursue with this sort of new information Casimir stares into the fire and then says the fanes are the key to saving this land. The fanes hold great power, but their power is very focused. And while they hold dominion over one or another part of nature, they do well to understand where their boundaries lie. This is why they choose to take no side in whatever happens outside their domain. This, however, oh. says nothing about their religion. Their religion is to everyone 
who holds this land dear. You think if we brought them back to power, they would heal the land, protect it from Strahd? The land would go back to what it once was. Yes. That's something to think about. I just worry about the people. As do we. This land has suffered much. Past that, she'll just kind of explain a little bit more in depth the adventure that they've sort of been on and the specifics of it to him um, as they're sort of looking into the fire. But past that, that's all that she really wanted to know. All right. Kasari? Mouvash, what news? Uh, not much. Glad Arabelle's back. Um, she's pretty much back to her old self, so that's good. Um, nothing happened in the past few days now that you've gone. Um, one of my men did hear, uh, did spot someone walking around your house. Because uh, you guys claimed that mansion, right? Oh, yes. Yes. So... You were gone, but we saw someone moving about the house. Oh yes, we have um, we have a a um, a, a, a friend, really, that lives He's a there. Good fellow, isn't he? Yes, indeed. Quiet. Okay. Yes. Well, okay. Then, then it's all fine. We just thought we'd we'd share the information. Yes, he sort of um tends the house for us while we're gone. Um. That sort of thing. Hmm. Okay. Wonderful. And and what of your travels? Have you learned anything? Oh my. Well, you know, nothing much has come about really. Um Paula really knows more about that sort of thing than I do. Um I'm just around for a bit of fun, you know? That's <laughs> what they call me. Fun Casarial. <laughs> <laughs> so fun, 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 fun. All the time. Oh. Fun seems to be all the rage nowadays. If you uh, if you have to believe uh, the inner city, and he points over at the direction of <laughs> Valaki. Right. Oh, no news from Valaki then. Nothing. Oh, big news actually. Oh. Seems to be um, something's going on at the um, at the tavern. They're doing some sort of like redecoration thing. Um, so, from what I heard, is they're going to do a grand opening soon. Oh really? Do you know how soon? Mm -hmm. No, they're still busy. Um, and it's like it's off limits unless you are uh, connected with them. And we used to be very connected with them. Uh, but since they've been rebuilding, we can't contact anyone there. So I just think they're very busy. Who is the family that owns that again? What are they the sort of an M? The Martikovs. The Martikovs, yes. You know them well then? Yes, yes. Wonderful oh. people. Bit mm. on the weird side... Um, they're a bit skittish, if you will, but but they're friendly. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, if there's nothing else to report, I guess um, I guess we won't delay you any further from your evening day. 
Uh, it's still day, I believe, and he looks outside the tent to a broad daylight. Day, Clouded so how to by, tell in these by... tents? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so what are your plans now? Where are you? Uh, where do you intend on going? You like, going to stick around or? Overlucky, I think. Hmm. That's always a good idea to go to Velaki. Yes, it's always a good time in Velaki. <laughs> mm. That's what I'm good at, remember? <laughs> and where are you staying, if I may ask? Oh, um, you know, I hadn't thought of it yet. Do you have a suggestion? No, not really. I mean, I imagine that you're, uh, and he points at John, your uh, husband is, uh, like, <laughs> like, he's going to be with you, right? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, no, John, um, he, we're not married. Uh, oh. No. Oh. You didn't take your no. husband with? Oh, okay. That's, uh. Wait. Oh. No, we're not, we're not married. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, you know. I, I assumed, like, a lady of your stature, obviously. Uh, we're also not, we're just, uh, soldiers together, <laughs> actually. So, ah, so married to the service then, huh? Indeed, yes. Ah, yes. Understandable. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yes. All right well, then. I love this. <laughs> my charisma is very low, so. <laughs> I know, that's why it's I'm doing so this. It's great. I debriefed you all before we ended fun, 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 Casario. That's me. <clears throat> I'm going to just look over at Carlo, like, kind of like, help. Help. Or John. <laughs> if either you, of them are. You look over at no. John. You look over at John, and he's, like, holding out his hands going, the spear was this big. Huge, huge heart underneath a tree. And I was stabbed it, jabbed it in there. But, sadly, the spear got lodged in, so I couldn't take it out. Then I got this staff. Check it out. He's just going through everything with Lingari. <laughs> so Lungari, Lungari is looking at you with a look that I could best describe as in, in between deer in headlights and kid on Christmas morning. It's like... <clears throat> You're very captivating, but he doesn't really get the gist of what you're saying. It's just so much information. He's just saying everything about his adventure so far with uh, Carla and Casario. Oh, Carla! Thank yes, God! So Hi! Hello! Hi. Yes, um... I hope you had a good conversation and asked about oh, all the absolutely. things. She is okay. such a lovely, lovely lady. Isn't she <laughs> just wonderful? Most, oh yes, most you, you would, you would steal her away in a heartbeat, right? Oh, if she'd let you. I mean, she is so tough. <laughs> I've seen oh, her so? things like double her size. She's incredible. Um, oh, I love know, a tough woman. We were just at a dinner recently, really mm -hmm. interesting dinner. Um, I, I believe we did see a um. I know it, it must sound very presumptuous, but we did see a, a Vistani there. One of yours wouldn't have happened to have been at like a very big dinner recently. I mean, we spread all around the world, so possibly, I guess. Yeah, I mean, oh, we, no, we try to connect with a lot of people. No one from your particular camp, though, has been to some like big dinner yet. Recently. Uh... 
Not that I can say. I believe, um, and he looks over to uh, to Aragal. He says, uh, Aragal, you've been to uh, the Burgermeister, right? For like a dinner or something? And Aragal just nods and then goes back to the conversation with the lady next to him. Is yeah, something I mean, with the Burgermeister, I believe. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, must it's very presumptuous of me. I'm still getting my bearings in the land. I just wanted to know. I mean, it was the drama and gossip from that. Always good to, you know, you, you know, have little chats about it. I was just hoping I might catch that face again, but... Huh. Oh, yeah. well, well, if information not, then... is as much as a weapon as a sword is, so we've mm-hmm. decided to get I that. I believe so. Um, hmm. Now, you have some horses outside, I've noticed. Yes. Do you happen to have any that you might be willing to sell? <sighs> um. That depends. What would you, what would you offer? Well, okay, I have three things that are of interest. Um, there would be a mace, very magical mace, uh, that mm-hmm. we have no use for, but maybe one of yours would. Uh, it provides a sort of special additional um, feature where if some, you manage to, you know, get a good hit in, uh, your opponent might just flee and I'll show off the mace of terror a little bit. I also okay. um, have some gold. And on top of that, I have Champagne du la Stomp. An intact bottle? Intact bottle. Oh my. Can I see it? I will bring it out and hold it in my hand, and if he tries to look at it, I will make sure the mage hand kind of brings it closer to him, but it'll keep a firm grasp on it. He will take a very short look at the label and instantly recognize that this is indeed a bottle of Champagne de Lustom, and he says, if you want to trade that for three horses, that is a deal. The done deal. Excellent. Thank you so much. And I'll hold my hand up. Thank you. This is amazing. I. It's been... At least ten years since I last saw a bottle. Mm-hmm. Was you that a bad move? Three horses. Very <laughs> 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 like a thousand dollar for it or something, wasn't I, it? I, I just think like yeah, it, it, it's like Whatever. the value of a house. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. you know, we have a but, house. We need horses. We need mm-hmm. to be able to get places quickly. <laughs> I love you all. We need to get places quickly. We have been so dilly dallying. Um, you have horses now, uh, which uh, does I think two there's things. There's a white one outside. It would go well with my dress, don't you think? That is the one you were going to give me, wasn't it, Luvash? Uh, that's my horse. Um, oh, oh, that is a, such a sweet gesture on your part, then, isn't it? You knew this. You fucking knew this. It's only one white one. I'm gonna roll the dice for this. Damn it. <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, it is a bottle a of champagne at, mm-hmm. He takes a glance at Casario and for reasons unknown and possibly due to bad dice that should go into dice jail, um, he is smitten by you for a moment and 
He notices how beautiful you look with the white grayish hair that you have and says, Yes, I would agree that that would go well with you. That is fine. So you have one white horse and two brown horses. Chestnut. I will name it. Sure. <laughs> so you have three horses, which gives you two advantages, one of which is not that important since you have a bag of holding. Horses can be used to carry around lots of like stuff, uh, but you have your bag of holding. But secondly, um, this will allow you to traverse uh, the map about twice the speed that you currently do. So you have oh. a wider range of action per day. Mm-hmm. Means we can get places before it gets dark quicker. True. Um, mm-hmm. All righty. Hmm. This has been an excellent deal. Um, thank you so much. Carl, did you want to ask about the bag? Oh, yes. Uh, did you know there was something living in the bag before you gave it to me? In the bag? Usually oh, nothing yes. survives in the bag, I believe. Bagman. It stays eerily quiet. I have a wonderful bit of clothing scraps for you. You hear him. You notice that Luvash did hear something of that, but he tries to remain, like, keep a straight face. You know what? It doesn't matter. We've gained a friend. You had a fun dance battle. That's all that matters. I'm just going to like very like pointedly close the bag and put it away. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm glad that you uh, still enjoy your prize. Uh, is there anything else we can do for you? I uh, I think that is about it for today, but we might be back at some point. And do keep your ear to the ground if you hear anything interesting. We should be your first port of call. We are now armed with horses so we can get is there anything in particular that you guys are looking for um interesting tidbits of gossip about vlaki or kresk um or sort of any sort of quest type things um or anything related to amber temples argonvast hold or um the lord of the land and you know we like to keep all bases covered Okay, uh, if I hear something, uh, you will be, uh, I will dispatch someone to you uh, at my earliest convenience. And if you can't find us, send it over to the mansion. We pop there pretty frequently to, we'll, we'll get letters from there, don't worry. As you wish. You... Right, John, are you done making Lingari uncomfortable? A huge castle full of dead, uh, what was that? Are, we... are you done making friends? Uh, I was just telling him about our adventures. Oh. Uh, huge ghost to, like, dragon. A huge ghost dragon. It was really creepy. It's time to go now, darling. Uh, uh, I gotta go. Uh, my friends are leaving. See you later. Bye, as you guys daddy. Turn around, as you guys turn around to leave, um, Casimir speaks up and he says, One more moment. Savit here yes? told me that you have seen a amber temple. Yes, we've heard a little bit about it. Do you know anything more? You mentioned an elder gentleman. 
Uh, yes, I have his name. One moment. Ex Exathraxanon? Exantor. Exantor, that's the one. You see him look down to the ground again and sigh, and he says, Exathanta, I was afraid of that. Why? Exathanta is, was, a very powerful wizard. Just beyond the bridge that leads to Velaki, there is a side path which will lead you to a lake. Near this lake, there is a tower. This tower used to be the place where this grand wizard Exothanter lived. He studied at the Ember Temple, but he had his home away from home in this tower. The tower stands all but abandoned, but still hosts a lot of knowledge about this wizard, if you are so inclined to learn more about him. As to the wizard's whereabouts, well, Exothanta lived some 900 years ago. Wow. Wow. Were you alive back then? I was not, but thank you for the compliment. Um, thank you for this. Do, do you know what the Amber Temple was in service of? The Amber Temple served those in search of spirituality, those in search of magical prowess, and to safeguard the world from the ancient evils. Hmm. I am hopeful you do not wish to learn more of that. There was a real creepy shadow thing down there with like, it looked like it had robe sleeves, but it was actually its skin. It was something like wings. Uh, you know anything about that? You have seen Vampire. Vampire. Huh? Vampire, the Lord of Death. Vampire is one of the old gods. Oh, God. Vampire hey. is sealed in a tomb underneath the Amber Temple. What happens if someone touches it? Touches what? The tomb. <laughs> then one might strike a bargain with the old gods. And the rest is... And he looks up from the ground and looks you dead in the eye, John. The rest is up to your imagination. So, like... Unlimited food. What, what about the other two, though? There were, there were like, three tombs. Mm -hmm. You heard of any other ancients or gods within there? Ooh, are the Morning Lord and that other one in there? I know about the Morning Lord. Do we have any others? Morning Lord needs no protection. 
Morning Lord has safeguarded these lands for so long and needs no amber tomb to hold him. But in the vaults of the Amber Temple you might find Drizlash, Dalvinar, or Xanthrath, Savnok, or Tarachimedes, and so many more horrible creatures of the old gods. You would do well not to dwell down there. Hmm. Those uh, follow-up question, how do you kill a god? Why would you kill it if it tries to strike a bargain with you in the first place? Tell me, each of you will have a darkest desire, something beyond what a mortal life can give you. Imagine a place that could give you that very wish, to live forever. To be able to strike down your foes with a thought. To be able to talk every language in the world. To be able to make everything turn into gold. To be able to cast every spell imaginable. And so much more. Everyone has a bargain. Everyone has a price that they are willing to accept. This is what the old gods prey on. Mm. Mm. Oh, like devils from our world, or demons. They are from a world beyond our world, yet they are trapped in here all the same as we are. Mm. Is it the amber? It is until it is not. You're a very confusing man, Casimir. You're a very confusing paladin, John. Tushy. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Mm -hmm. I need like two minutes after that I'm so sorry <laughs> I believe <laughs> never mind well said John well said as usual so eloquent it was a pleasure talking to you Thank you for telling us about all the weird names of people in the Amber Temple. We have to go there. Um, is the upstairs safe? Why would you need to go there? John turns and points straight at the uh, Vistani guy at the front, or the, the, uh, the guy who just gave him the horses. I forget his name. Uh, and he says, uh, one of the Vistani told us we had to go down there. Eva, in there. To the Amber Temple? something about amber doors and that's the only place that we've heard of we will keep in mind what you've said um and Carla in John's head will send a message being like be 
succinct, succinct with your words in case someone is listening. Then we do not want to listen. I have to be careful. The crows are listening. You see a very mm. concerned face with Casimir, but other than that, he won't leave it at that. One last question. I promise then we will um, maybe be. Um, yes. Have you ever heard of people breaking a deal with these gods? In what way? They've set a bargain, but whatever they have set has been able to be broken in some way. It's like a contract, is it not? Or is it set in stone? There's no way to do that. It is a gift, not a contract. One simply needs to accept the gift, and that is that. They live through their gifts. Okay. Creepy. It's not a contract, it's a gift. That makes things more complicated. Thank you for this information. You are welcome. We're going to go back home. It was nice to see you again, Savid. Uh, find a bow, I guess. Bye. Yeah, you should really take uh, it with you when you go anywhere. I did, and I lost it, Savid says. But oh. I'll get anyone. Thank you. Hmm. Have uh, your charms, at least. <laughs> actually, what were you doing in the in that old place? I... I we saw some Vistani coming back from there, I think. Uh, was that Lungari? Was Lungari on that? Lungari! Hey, Lungari, were you at the Archivost hold recently? No. You sure? Yes. I was here all the time. Uh, these people can, can confirm that. Okay. Yeah, Casimir, we saw some um, Vistani coming back from Archivost hold. And uh, Savid, what were you up doing up there? I was just looking for for Arabelle, um, and we were looking far and wide to try and find her. And I decided, well, a girl like that is not going to stay in the woods. She's going to like try and go places. So I followed the road and well, ended up at Argon Vostold, hoping that she wasn't in there. And well, <laughs> she wasn't. Um, but at my own detriment. Yeah. John just it's narrow, very foolish of me. narrows his eyes and says, you wouldn't lie to me, would you? You can roll an inside check if you want, but he says no. Yay. <laughs> That's what I was hoping to do. Uh, with my wonderful plus zero, I got a seven. Nah, he's not lying to you. He's, he seems to be telling the truth. Uh, Savid, you're a good kid. Just don't you know, get in trouble. He's older than me, Thanks, isn't he? <laughs> He's like way older than me. Yeah, by like a couple of hundred years, uh, John. So <laughs> you're a good kid. Be careful. World is dangerous <laughs> out there. All right. 
Anything else you guys want to do in the big tent here? As we turn to leave, I'm just going to look over at Langari, wait till he notices me, and then say, give him like a very sinister, like I'm fucking watching you type of a look, and then wave with my hand that's got his ring on it. <laughs> you will wave back, look at the ring for a second, and then continue to wave back, and you see a twang of something in between jealousy and anger, reserved anger, looking back at you, but nothing more. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> As you exit the tent, three beautiful horses, one brown, one brown and white, and uh, one white horse are waiting for you. Oh, look at that. The hustle always pays off. <laughs> um, why can't I leave? Help, they've trapped me. Just kidding. <laughs> A payback for stealing Luvash's horse. It's um, her horse now. He gave it to me. All right. You guys want to take out? Uh, take off? Yep. <laughs> are, are we uh, um, heading Are we heading out or are we heading back to the house? I, I say to Carla and Casario. I mean, we'll get a head start, get to Kresk, I think. With the horses, you should be able to hit Kresk by nightfall. So you can make that from from here on out. And we have the wine sorted with them, so then we can just stay in the tavern, maybe find out why that man was fucking keeping dead bodies for, you know, Dasculine. And why are we supposed to mention organic to the innkeep? I forget now. That was if we were going to try and get information from him about Daskalu. Oh. Yeah, he was like a dealer for Daskalu. So what we're going oh. to find out is why the fuck he was doing that. Mm. And if he's continuing to do that, or if he has any other information. Um, As we walk by the uh, the Zintori and Ar Arabel, what's the situation yep. there? Are they like, are the two guards now there? Yeah, and Arabelle is like chatting with the, the guards and they're just having like fun and Zentori is standing there. You, you know this kind of conversation where there's like three people having a talk and then every once in a while a topic pops up and then after like when that conversation sort of dies down, this fourth person chips in like, yeah, I know, I've been there too. And then the conversation just jumps to the next topic. That's kind of what's happening here. So Zentori is like the odd one out here. Hmm, what? Mm -hmm. Okay, 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 okay. This, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I keep doing this. But just like distracting us. Um, but I'm going to take my mage hand. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take one of the little balls from my bag. Oh, it has God. animals in it. Yes. Um, and I'm going to try and sneak one of those balls into his pants. LMAO. Um, You're going to put your fuzzy you ball in it? his pants. Yeah, so okay. Okay. I'm going like, to get to the mage hand so that it can try and like at him, basically. I see nothing wrong with this. <laughs> As you let go, I'll, I'll like you don't even have to roll for this. This will go because it's freaking funny. As you let go of the ball, it takes effect. Roll me a d12 and let's see what happens. That was a d8. Uh, was it a d8? Yeah, it's a d8. Okay. Uh, you might be right, but let me just quickly check. <laughs> the other four options are a squirrel that's rabid for nuts, a raven. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> the new ones. Is it a baboon? Oh, it has roll. to be a baboon. Can it be a baboon? 
It's a black bear. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and as soon as it's released, I'm gonna be like, come on, we gotta go, we gotta go, and like hop on the horse. Okay. <laughs> so luckily it's friendly, at least, so it's it is it's friendly to its owner. So <laughs> Wow. As you There's do this, this black bear bursts out of Zintori's pants, not only causing a ruckus, but also ripping Zintori's pants to shreds. This, to guy shreds, is, this guy is standing, yeah, this guy doesn't have any pants anymore, and standing there with a black bear behind him, not having a good oh, I, I was hoping the black bear would sort of sit on him. Do you command it to do so? Yep. Sit, stay. Bye, everybody. <laughs> yes, I will. I will uh, command it to do so by <sighs> doing a minor illusion of someone else's voice saying it <laughs> and riding off on my horse. <laughs> um. Yep. That's that's all I wanted. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. I love it. This is why I love you guys. Okay. You take your steeds and you head out to um, the map. And from there, possibly, probably to Kresk. But that we will do after our break. We're going to take a break. Wunderbar. Um, so for those of you on YouTube, we will be back before you can um, say super kind of realistic XPL, though she's backwards in binary. Um, but for uh, the people on Twitch, we will be back in a couple of minutes. We will uh, take a break, get some drink and all that. Uh, for those of you that are watching us live right now, if you want to chat with us, you totally can. Join us on our Discord. Link should be in the chat. And um, join the uh, live chat channel. And we will be there in a couple of minutes. So you can ask whatever you want. Tell us whatever you want. And uh, after that, we will rejoin to see what our heroes are going to do. We'll see you in a bit. This is a great day. I missed you guys. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We have uh, taken our break. I hope you did, too, uh, in case you were with us live. And, of course, on YouTube, you take your break as well, of course. Um, so uh, where did we leave off, guys? We um, Heading to Crest. To Crest. On our yes, shiny new horses. The, uh, you went My to the Vistani camp just below Valaki. Yes, you got a couple of horses from the from Vistani just close to Valaki, and Casario uh, uh, bargained for the white horse, which was the, uh, the horse of the, <laughs> the, the camp leader. And uh, my dice agreed with her, so uh, she got a white horse because, of course, she did. Uh, yeah, well done, Carla, on a bearing somebody and to, and b getting us those horses. Well, like nice, nice negotiations. Welcome. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so. As I said uh, just before the break, uh, the horses will give you a wider action range. Very and cool. in this case, you will actually be able to reach Kresk just before nightfall. Um, or wherever you guys want to go. But you guys wanted to go to Kresk. So uh, without further ado, you have just left uh, the camp again, which would leave you uh, over here. Um, feel free to move wherever you guys want to go to. Okay. We're just heading Off straight to Kresk, Kresk, yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to do on the road? Let's just straight to Kresk. Uh, as we're running by, can we like notice the um, the path towards the Amber Temple that um, Casimir was talking about? No, because um, the path to the Amber Temple is not here. However, 
If you, oh, hang on, don't go too far. If you just take like one little square, there you go. Over here, you notice that there is, as you have seen a couple of times before, there's another crossroad over here. The crossroad over here, you know that if you go towards the west, you will go to Kresk. You've been down this road a couple of times before. You have never been either south or north of this road. And based on the um, uh, description of Cas uh, of um, sorry of Savid, and looking towards the mountains in the south, you estimate that this road might actually be the road towards this temple. Okay, I'll mark it on the map. I feel like we've gotten we got two descriptions um, from them. One was the I thought Savid said. Yeah, if you went south, I, my understanding was it was south of Arjunvas, but it's so south from here um, to the Ember Temple. And then the other was, I believe it was Casimir said something about like just after a bridge, uh, there was a path to the Wizard's Tower. Yes. Was that, was that the bridge that we've already passed or the bridge that we're going to pass soon? And that is a good question because you're very close to a bridge. <clears throat> okay. So did he specifically <laughs> say the bridge, the old Svarlich bridge, or? He did not mention what oh, kind of bridge didn't. it was. Okay. So no, he did not. mention it was near the lake. Yes. That yeah. is a good call. Yeah. Yeah, I think he said the path would lead you to a lake, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, that's a good point. Okay. You guys are free to explore the paths, but if you guys want to go to Krisk, then go to Krisk. I think we don't, we don't have enough time in the day to... Doing an exploration just now, if we want to get to Crest before nightfall. We don't want to go off too unfamiliar paths either, in case word arrives about Kasariel's mother. Right. Alright. You approach the snowy area of Kresk, and as you go sloped up the land, it gets a little colder, it starts snowing just a little bit again. And you get closer to the town of Kresk, that one town that doesn't have any trees around it whatsoever, except for within its walls. Uh, and if I can actually find the map. Oh, there it is. I was going to say. You approach the gate of Kresk and you notice that there are several um, guards looking at you as you approach. They halt you and they say, state your business. We are adventurers. We previously talked to your burgermeister. He asked for wine to be sent up. We sent it with a note. There's a murmuring on the wall. A guard is sent away and after a little while, a familiar face pops up on the ledge of this wall. It is the burgermeister and he looks at the three of you and he says, it is good to see you again. I take it that you were responsible for the delivery of wine that we have received not too long ago. Yes, I believe we also sent a note along with it, though I'm unsure if it arrived with you. It did, but I wanted to make sure. Mm -hmm. A deal is a deal. You are welcome in my town. Please, come on in. And the large wooden beams are removed from the doors and the large gate is opened for you, the three of you. Mm 
The gate itself is closed and beamed up again behind you. The Burgermeister comes down to have a talk with you. Hi, <clears throat> uh, sir. Hi there. It's uh, good to see you again. I hope that our previous encounter was but a one-off and that it was deemed a misunderstanding. I understand emotions were high with me as well, I will have to say, and I had to make a decision. I still stand by the decision, but I am glad that through this we can resolve that and talk plainly once more. I agree. Well, passage to your town, we have only a few things we would like to sort of stop by, if that would be amenable with you. One is the tavern. Yes. Uh, of course. Um, we'd also, of course, love to visit the... Um, What's the name of the religious buildings that you've got? I think you said the Abbey. I'm sorry. Yes. I just, I, I just want to be sure. I understand. Are we, are we welcome here? Yes, you are. Um, and he, lo he looks around him and then lowers his voice a little bit and leans into the three of you. He says, "Honestly, you have been welcome since the day you've come here, but there are rules in place that I have to abide by as well." Something happened, and by the rules of our town, we have to make sure that nothing happens out of the ordinary to preserve ourselves. But I struck a deal with you. You have honored your deal, and I will honor mine. From a personal note, I am happy that you're back. Do we get paid for the wine, or...? A payment I... was being allowed back in. Oh. Yes. We we do we need oh, to no tell mind. you everywhere we're going? Do we need to do you need a list or of where we, we intend to go? Or are we welcome to walk about freely? You can walk about freely, but if you have any questions, I am welcome. Uh, I'm here to to help you. Do you have any other big hats like that? Like the one I'm wearing? Yes. I guess I have a spare. Why, why would you ask that? It's cold sir? here and I don't have a helmet. He Give me a persuasion check, John. Oh. <laughs> Carlo's going to be like, and his, he, I mean, his hair as well. You wouldn't want that to get cold. And I'm going I to try and give you insp 21. inspiration with that. Oh. You're kidding me. I 17 okay. plus 4, 21. Oh. My good friend, John, you have a Davy Crockett hat. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, tell me I have it. Oh, no. I, uh, I have a, a beautiful steed outside that I, I, I shouldn't want to get too cold. Are there stables where it would be comfortable? Absolutely. Um, well, we don't have stables per se, but we do have uh, troughs with food and drink for the horses. Um, near oh, but the... it's a rather exceptional horse, you know. It's, um, it's white. <laughs> John. Go on. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, I, yes. I'm going to wait as as I, I believe that the burger master might be compelled to give John his hat 
Is that what you said? <laughs> I think he had extras. An extra. <clears throat> the Burgermaster has, has relieved himself of his hat and will go and get a new one while he's getting a little colder. Oh, that is... Put the nice. hat off that poor man's head. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. You are most kind. Thank you. Consider consider everything. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, mm, con consider all the emotions past. I... Sorry, I, I held a bit of a grudge, just, but you're right. Everything is as ice under a bridge. Quite. Um, for your horse, um, I could recommend the inn. Um, they might even have a little place indoors where you might be able to stall it. Oh, yes, we could have a room for... That's so kind of you. We actually have three horses, so maybe a one room for each. You are I, really too kind. Uh, okay. Uh, bring the horses, would you? I don't even know who I'm talking to. I'm just telling somebody outside, one of the guards, maybe. I will. I will count this as you guys are just still sitting on your horses, by the way, because okay. that's oh. Well, as you can see, it is a rather exceptional steed. Isn't she beautiful? Marvelous. We will keep them in the inn. Um, is there any sort of task that you'd like us to complete for you? If there's anything you need doing, we are going to be here a little while. Once you've gotten your bearings, please see me in my house. Uh, there is something I would like to discuss with you. Of course. To the inn. Hmm. I believe we stayed there last time, so Carla will try to just remember where they were. Uh -huh. All right. There. The Burgermeister will go to his own house and go inside. And I will take the horses with you, uh, with us, for that. Um, yeah, we'll indeed, just leave them by the, the end, inn, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the inn isn't showing for you guys, by the way, right? Uh, it's in yeah. area. It's blacked out. Yeah. I Shouldn't think be, I'm in the right place. You've been there. Should... Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Do you have a name for your horse, Casario? Please. Sitara. Oh, I like that. Mm. Very nice. They're beautiful. What are you, Sitara? As in S I T A R A? Yes. And how about you, Lucala? Did you name your horse? Yes, it's named Watson. <laughs> of course it is. Watson, perfect. <laughs> and John? Uh, Dave. I um, can hardly wait. Dave. But, but yeah, she, she doesn't like the name, I don't think, but it's Dave. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, that's about right. Sitara, Watson, and Dave. Oh uh, man! Update it. Could, could you could you imagine if I named her horse? That's though Dave. that would be so awkward. <laughs> Perfectly logical. It is a horse. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> oh, just Dave. Thank you. Just Dave. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Gorgeous horse. 
Love it. You stall the horses uh, inside a relatively small but warm and cozy barn where there is some uh, water and a feeding trough. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, bye, Dave. See you later. And it kicks the door slightly. Oh, I look after these two. Hmm? Would you? Look after them, make sure nothing bad happens to them. I know you are the special one of the bunch. You and I both know that. Hmm? Hey, my mom calls me special. And that's all. <laughs> Love it. Yes, of course. Hello, Darovich. We're back. But we're allowed to be here this time. It's been a while. Good to see you. Mm -hmm. Welcome in, welcome in. Please sit down. Yes. Um, John. Oh, uh, yeah. Stay, stay by the door. It's cold out here. Stay You've inside got your hat. by the door. Okay. Close the door. That'll he's going to lean up against the door. Now, we have had a friend um, who we've come to see and who has come to pass. His name was Daskalu. Mm. And it was mentioned that people have been dropping organics off here to you. For him. He looks at you with a questioning gaze and he says, from who now? Oh, we heard from this from... Mm, one of the chaps in Valaki. You, you do be frank with us. We're not here to cause any trouble. And as she's kind of saying not to cause any trouble, she's kind of charming him to try and evoke sort of a more favorable res response. So that will be a wisdom DC 15. Okay. It's a natural one. <laughs> as you see sort of her eyes go purple as she's saying like, you can be honest, we're not here to cause any trouble. Uh, her eyes flash purple and his do too, as he's sort of brought into that sort of influence and sphere. All of it's on the table. His eyes turn pretty somber, um, but he says, I, uh, I was a wolf hunter. I, uh, even hunted werewolves. Oh. Surely you know the history of our town, right? No. We're new here. Tell us the history. There's a reason why everything is kept within the confinements, the walls of press. <laughs> the outside world is dangerous, and one might think that that pertains to the lord of this land, but there are other things that are more practical in terms of danger, if you will. Word has it that a clan of werewolves is relatively nearby, and that anyone who ventures out of this city will not make it very far. There are stories of a werewolf clan that live in a cave north of here, um, in the mountains. Mm -hmm. There is an old hunter that I knew that lives in a cabin near there. 
His name is um, Skenis. He told me once of his this clan and this this secret den. Mm-hmm. And back then, when I was still a young man, I climbed this this mountain. I wanted to hunt this, these beasts that have been plaguing our town. When I attacked, a werewolf took my leg, and he points at his wooden leg that he has. Why? I managed to escape and crawl back to Kresk, and not long after, my my dear wife and my daughter, who were on their way to Valaki, got beset on by werewolves. They did not survive, and I feel I suffer a great burden, for I'm not sure if my wife and my my child were killed because of me. I had hunted werewolves and and wolves for for all my life, and I don't know if that had anything to do with it, and now I am too old and too weak to, to hunt them down. I started this inn in lieu of doing anything else, and through that, I try to share my knowledge of Barovia from my hunting travels and make dealings with people around me. But this this doctor you said I never heard of. I'm sorry, I, I'm not sure that I can help you with that. People weren't giving you bags to pass off to the doctor. Organics. What? What do I need to? Like, I know, but oh, is there another in or, here? No, the town is usually very skeptical of outsiders, as you might have noticed. Um, I run the only inn, and it's relatively small, as you can see that. Hmm. Oh, I'm so sorry. Then I believe I must have. We heard a rumor about you. You do know that there are some foul things going about. Well, what kind of organics are we talking about? Maybe I can help you. I think it's best if this was left as a rumor. Hmm. But that is interesting. I hope hope it's not body parts or bodies. Whatever would make you think that? That is a stretch. He was a herbalist. Body parts. Looking for herbs and sort of more unattainable items wouldn't be particularly favorable among the communities in Barovia. Um, So, as long as you're not dealing with him, you've got no connection to him, we have... There's no trouble, there's no problem. I'm very sorry about your, your wife and child. Oh, thank it's you. a horrible thing to happen. Herb-wise, I know I know how to make a good stew, so I know my herbs from like my travels, but beyond that, my skill is very meager. Hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so um, we would uh, like three rooms. Uh, well, I mean, well, a, a room for three people. Uh, for All right. we'll, we'll go for a night 
Um, you can. The beds go for one gold a piece, um, but for five gold, you have the entire house to yourself, whichever you want. I'll take that, and you can take five gold for my pocket. Wonderful. Would you prefer me to stay here so I can get you like a hot meal and everything, or would you prefer me to leave? Hot meal, ale, all that will take us. Oh, and there, um, we do have three horses in the stables. Mm-hmm. Don't suppose you I have. I can look after them. Excellent. What's, what what do you feed horses around here? Oats? We do try to grow some vegetables and, and wheat. Hmm. We have very little of it, but we can grow some. Uh, part oh. of that will go to the horses, yes. Oh, excellent. All right. As long as it's it's good. You know, they're very special, very special horses. Yes, unfortunately, we don't have any apples. Like I heard that's very good for, for horses, mm. but we, um, we do have... Would get some uh, apples, by the way? I don't think we have any apples nearby. The entirety mm. of Provia, just by Kresk. Now that I think of it, I don't think I have seen an apple for the longest time, so I don't think in the entirety of Barovia, no. Wild. Most fresh yeah. fruits are not grown here. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, then. All right. Best feed for the horses, uh, nice and warm, and we will take a stew and ale, or whatever you have mm, on But top. of course. I, I have that, and he prepares that for you. Well, we'll take that and head into the room. Mm-hmm. Um, get herself situated mm. for a moment. Yes, and I can, if we're going to have a little chat, I can put up the hut in the room as well. It'll be excellent, yeah. Will you include Darovich in that? I would exclude everyone but us three. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you can technically do that. Sure. Presumably after he gives <laughs> us all of our stuff, we'll just tell him, like, we would like some alone time or whatever. No. And then and be fine with that. <laughs> yep. Make things nice and easy. Um, Darvich, do you... Where where is the abbey? We've been told several times about an abbey that you all have in town. Is it nearby? You mean the abbey up? Yes, it's up the hill. You should see it when you approach the town, and you should have seen it if you approach the town. It's like you can, you you can't miss this. It's if you approach the town, it's like a walled off town, which part of the town has a, a hill in it, and on that hill is a. It doesn't look like a fortress, but it's almost a mansion slash mini castle. So it doesn't look like a monastery per se, but it definitely looks like a like a grandeur building up on top mm. of a hill. And you can see the path of the um, um, uh, the path going downwards along the hill, like you know, going zigzaggy down. Where the basis of it is inside the town. Yeah, we'll check that out in the morning mm. um, for sure, because it is nighttime at the moment. Okay. Lots of travel. Shut up, ready to chat. 
I... So we're here in Kresk, and I know that we've had a few things to... to do while we were here, but... I suppose we've got to... We've got to keep in mind that we're going to... We're expected in... Velaki soon. To meet... Your mother, Casario. That's going to be wonderful. So excited. Yes, indeed it is. Indeed it is. So, what Are do we... you... Sorry. I was just going to say, what do you think is the going on in the Abbey? I, I, I know it's supposed to be some place of great significance with their religion. Do you think that has something to do with the Morning Lord? I think that well, is the main religion here. <clears throat> it's all I if hear I have about. something to do with the Morning Lord, there might be some more clues to St. Andrew. And on top of that, there seemed to be a certain level of protection that comes within the Abbey that could be something we could use to protect us against. No one can hear us mm. in this, right? Not that I know of. They should be it's able the to... the correct answer. Take, might be able to help us in abetting Strahd in some way, which is what I want to talk to you both about. Where are your as she does that, I'm going to um, I'm going to look around the room and I'm going to cast see invisibility. Is that right? See, I think so. Invisibility, yes. To see if you so, see anything um, that might be invisible. For the duration, you see invisible creatures and objects as if they are visible, and you can see into the ethereal plane. Ethereal creatures and objects appear ghostly and translucent. So, I don't know if that would help, but like if somebody's spying on us or if something's watching us, that's not. What's visible. the range on that spell? Um. Well, it is. Oh, uh, gosh, it doesn't have a range. It's just, it's just I, it's as far as, as, as I can see. see. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it is blocked by. So it's just whatever your vision is. That, but yeah, I would but, imagine. Yeah, so whatever you can see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't see anything as what you described. Okay. Lord of the land, we've seen insurmountable evidence that he is being in some way controlled by some form of demonic evil force. Something that is present within this land, and we haven't seen anything good here. At all. Mm. It, I... 100% we will do nothing until we meet your mother and we can figure out something with her, but I do want to at least get your standings where you are currently. I'm not alone and crazy in my idea that he isn't the greatest of guys. Let's let's recap a moment. Do we believe that the lands were green and fertile and the people here were happy until he came and conquered the lands? Is that is that what is that true? Well, I mean it was like him. Paradise until he came and conquered here. Paradise is a big word, but it might have just been well, normal. Sure. Which is better than whatever this is. Alright. And why did he come here again? To impress his parents. Right? He was trying to impress his parents. Right. Yes. All right. Conquering for the sake of power. 
typical noble behavior. Uh, and then we believe that he uh, conquered. And mm -hmm. with his brother, who fell in love with a girl that he also fell in love with. Mm -hmm. And is that why he made the deal? To well, win her love? It might be something related to that. From what we can... So I remember what they said. It, it said... I have come on your behalf, you have fed me well, and you are due your reward. So he must have been making deals with this demon. Lay your hands mm. on your tomb. You hunger for your lost youth, Strahd von Sarovich. I shall remove the rival from your path, and you shall age not one day more. So I believe there's two parts to this. I do believe he did want Tatiana's heart. But I do also believe he wanted eternal life. Oh, to live eternally with her, perhaps. Mm -hmm. In the training of Saloon, we are taught that all nights have a dawn. And so there is always hope after darkness. But we are also taught that all days lead to night. And a life well lived will end to pursue this idea of a deathless existence that is it's folly it's it's a, a fool's errand i don't i don't know what drives strad i don't know why he's made the decisions he's made but he's pursuing them with such malice and violence and What strikes me is the agents of good in this land, the priest at the Temple of St. Andrew, the, the, those in Argenvostvold, even Sir Lingervich, all of them are either given up on the world, given up on their ideals, or, or just content with staying where they are and holding themselves close, or in the case of Sir Lingovich, deluded to believe that they are uh, up maintaining something that is long past. Uh, this place seems devoid of hope entirely. It weighs on me. I learned something. Sorry, go on. I believe love is a noble cause, but in this case, a selfish one. So, of course, of course, I don't agree with what he's done. But the question is, can we, what can we do to redeem it? I mean, is it redeemable? And how? If so, otherwise, we're going on the same errand that countless have gone on before us. Mm -hmm. That is what I'm worried about as well. He loved her, but it seemed that she loved another. And as far as I believe we understand, he killed the one that she loved. His own brother. I feel like the drive there, I, I, I'm going to be honest, I don't I don't remember truly ever feeling 
that towards anyone. I I love you as a sister, someone who I would die for or, or protect in battle. I, Carla, I would even, I, I feel like we've fought side by side and you're, as far as I'm concerned, you're a very odd member of the Silver Star. I don't know how that would work, mm. but I, I don't. I feel Saloon like, wants me, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I feel like if I loved someone and they didn't love me back, I don't know what. I don't know how I would take that. So I really don't. I really can't say much. But. Oh, I don't think it's love. I think it's power. I think it's jealousy. I think he's mad I think he's revolting but is he corrupted that is that is the question is there something we can was he corrupted by these forces or is he just inherently evil it's two paths really because if he is inherently evil then obviously we have to vanquish the evil but if he's corrupted and we can end the corruption and save him, then is it for us to decide? I don't know. I, I don't... He didn't seem evil before he came here, did he? We saw him as a youth. And like any noble. The guidelines that I've sworn to, the I'm not meant to determine evil or good. I'm not meant to determine what motivates someone. I'm I'm here to try to bring hope to stop the violence that harms the land, harms people, harms anyone. But if someone is I I don't have the answer to I I'm not even supposed to ask that question. If someone is evil but not performing violence, I... Uh, who am I to judge? Saloon hasn't given me that dictation. Only to stop violence in all forms. Mm. If you hardly count mm. what he's doing as peaceful in the <sighs> land. Violence comes in many forms. It includes oppressing people. It includes taking people for his own game people have fought on the castle and I don't think you know it's still safe because he was peacefully telling them to go away you might not have seen it directly with your own eyes but the implications are everywhere whatever he is doing and I don't believe that it is just his doing now with the idea of a god being in play particularly one evil enough to do what it did <clears throat> Give him what he's, he has now. And the question is, I think no matter what, we will have to break whatever hold that god has on him. Some way or another, in order to break whatever hold it has on this land. Perhaps my mother will know more. But I... I have no doubt that during that conversation, there will be other eyes and ears upon us. 
I do not believe she'll be able to tell me the truth. If she's even capable of giving it to me. I have no idea why she's here under the service of someone like that. And what could and stop her? She's, as far as I know, she's very much like you. And I don't think anyone could change your mind that much. You know what I think? I think when my father was killed and my mother discovered she was pregnant with me, I think she devised some plan to get back to our world and to train me, to train me to be as strong as she is, knowing that I would come back here to find her and that we together could find my father and save him. I don't know if she knows where he is, but something has told me that she was raising a little army with me. She knew I would come back for her and that she thought maybe I could help her save my father. Now what happened between that, I don't, I don't know, uh, but I know my mother's good. I don't know if she's good now, or if she can help the deeds that she's doing. But she was good. And good is worth saving. Even if they've done quite a lot of bad. So I think, for now, we should operate as, as though the Lord is not good but if we should find a way to save him if it's possible then we should I'll I'll do what I can to stop if he's strikes out at someone while I'm there I'll, I'll do what I can to stop but I, I still don't think it's my place to determine good or evil or to lash out and violence against one who even if I perceive them as being evil it's not I don't know but yeah let's you've given me a lot I to think about we'll agree to those terms as long as you agree to one from mine when if we can free him from whatever demonic or devilish or vampiric bond that he has. He is brought to trial, and the people of Barovia get to decide his fate. I think that's fair, given all all the evidence. At the very least, we can talk about it with the leaders of the land, with the people. Mm -hmm. I believe that would be it's best. Very well, Carla, I, I know you think perhaps you can't trust us, or me, maybe more specifically. Do you have a very high insight? It's even higher now. I can almost read your mind. It's funny. <laughs> but... I am loyal to this group as well, and I do care about your feelings, and I do understand them. I understand them very much. I know you want to help these people, and so do I. 
I understand that completely, and that's why it's hard to not just barrel forward doing what I want. I understand everything that both of you are saying, and it's nuanced and difficult. <laughs> I'd prefer if it was easier, if it was clear-cut. I've not expressed my thoughts and opinions thus far because I've never... I never wanted to cause more burden on this. And when I... It's not a lack of trust, it's just a lack of certainty. I don't know what standing is there, I don't know what the right answer is, and all I'm doing is operating on <clears throat> what I believe. Well... If there's anything I know in this world, Carla, it's... that once you find something... something strong enough to believe in, once you find something that you believe is so important that it might be more important than your life, you will need that conviction and that certainty. And if you believe that it's so good, so noble, so necessary, you put everything you have into making sure that it happens. Do you have that? When I was a young girl, barely within my 20th year, I have a good friend of mine. Her name is Lavender Cobblepot. I work with her in the Violet Gazette. She's, um, wonderful. And she has this little sister. Oh, she's a darling thing. When I was younger, her sister was taken by a monster in the woods. That's at least what all the older elders in the set the village said she's taken there's nothing you can do about it however there were links and clues that perhaps that wasn't true there was a hut just outside our village a, a witch's hut <laughs> rumors there that you know an evil witch that lived there she would cast horrible spells on you i've always wanted to explore it but i never really had the guts to until lavender's sister went missing Lavender tried all around town, kept trying to get people to go with her, and no one did. So I agreed, because she was my best friend, and I had a hunch, and I did some digging, and I found out that uh, the witch actually had a name. And she disappeared around the same time that a monster that used to stalk the village disappeared. I put two and two together and figured they could be linked, and we went... And we found her sister. And we also found the spirit of that witch who was continuously luring young girls every few years or so into her house to feed the monster and protect the village. Which, you know, it's, it's noble, but... Why did... Why would a young girl have to die for that? I, I couldn't stand by it. I... It also sparked, of course, the um, innate fascination with the beyond, the spirits, the fact that they have so much agency within our world, even though they're past. But it also sparked a, a great <laughs> deal of trepidation within me for stories similar to that. And with Irina, I, I feel the same. With Strahd, I don't see him as a man. I don't see him 
As a person, I see him as that great monster that these girls get sacrificed off to. So I find it hard to sympathize. I find it hard to want to save him. I have that righteousness within me that you say, something that I would die for a cause, a hill to die on, if you will. But maybe it's worth reevaluating, having nuance. I guess, let me ask you one last question, and then it's pretty late. I, I might go to sleep. <laughs> if you found that the way to save that person, whoever it is, be it Arena or Lavender's sister, involved the potential harm to many others, I'm not talking about you. I, I, I understand that. I, I would die for something that I truly believed in. But if it meant the possible sacrifice of others to right a wrong, I, I don't even know my own question. It's complicated. This land, it's taking quite a bit out of the mental state of everyone. Mm. Everyone in this group should be able to speak their mind plainly. Hmm. Especially you, Your mind is <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Your mind is the most deft of us all. <laughs> so all opinions are respected here. And we should speak plain with one another. Hmm. We're all on the same side. Yep, so. As much as I don't want to, I believe you're right. I believe this is not a situation where we can save someone and make everything right. I think it's a situation where we might have to remove someone for that to happen. It's unfortunate that we are where we're at, where we still need more information on how to do that. <laughs> but I am glad. And thank you for hearing me out. Oh, uh, before you go to sleep, John, sorry, don't let us keep you up, but uh, the wizard that we saw... That was the wizard of legend that Madame Eva spoke of. Do you not think so? Uh, Exathenor? Mm -hmm. Xanthor? That's the one. Yes. 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 yes him. That is likely I hope not. who he's he, talking about. That was uh, hundreds of years ago, according to Casimir. 900. Ugh. Yes, but nobody ever said he was a human wizard, did they? I mean, he looked rather human, but he could be not human, perhaps. So I guess yeah. you're suggesting we should go to the Wizard's Tower or maybe the Amber Temple? He, well, we know we have to go there. Mm. Probably full it of would be a good place. books. It, yeah, it would be a good place to gain information about the Amber Temple and possible stuff that's inside it. And if that wizard's still about and he's still got a nasty little... You know, grudge against Strahd could be a good ally. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yes. <sighs> well, we should... Tomorrow, we should explore this town, make sure we've seen everything here, mm -hmm. and then perhaps we'll see where we're at when that's done. On my agenda, I would like to go up to that altar where we um, met Sergei for the first time and possibly try to contact his spirit if it's there. Mm. Um, 
And then after that, the Abbey. Sounds like a good port of call. I'd like to see the Abbey. Did you smell that water? And just for visualization, uh, if you want to go up the Abbey, the path that goes up the mountain actually starts basically at where the lake is. Right. Okay. So that would be on right. your route anyways. Oh, perfect. Okay. And we do have to talk to the Burgermeister. Do you want to do that before or after the Abbey? Uh, I must tell you, it takes every bit of restraint in my body. I will just let you do the talking because... Ugh. <laughs> Kicking us out? So rude the first time. Right. You did uh, nothing wrong. I forget such that. a He's one cereal. <laughs> pally pally with straw, not us. Well, I mean, now we are, but... He did, give, he did give John this hat, so there we are. I, feel I think that is him. a crime punishable by death, honestly. Yeah, it's. I think not... it's rather fetching. Yeah, you yeah. look like just Dave E. Crockett. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you look like you have a horse that's name is just Dave. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> Does so do his ability. Do you guys want to turn in for tonight, or is there anything else you want to do? I'm going to sleep. Yeah, can we'll, we'll turn in for the night. I will, again, note that I do a one-hour seance. Can you, get my thing. can you read me that uh, book of spells? It, it looks very much drawn in crayon. I, I could probably understand it. Yes, hand that to me, and I will take the book of misspells and start sort of, like, reading through it and seeing what's in there. Okay. Um, so the book of spells, as I said earlier on, mm -hmm. this book is written like a four dummies kind of book. The mm -hmm. cover itself is made of leather, um, cheap leather, and the font used on it. I'm I'm a I'm dead set that the font comic sans is not known beyond the mortal plane that we <laughs> the players find ourselves in. Um, but let's just assume, just for argument's sake, that Comic Sans is a thing beyond our own mortal place. It's Cosmic Sans. Yeah, it's a wonderful place. Cosmic has been Torturous hellish. <laughs> Sorry. This book has been written in Comic Sans because it is. So it looks terrible. Um, <laughs> and as I said, it says a book of spells where uh, spells is written with a uh, Z instead of a, uh, an S. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, the book of spells itself, and I'm which, looking through which your S? Oh, no. the first one or the last, the last Wait. one, book of spells. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, like it's it's not written well. Um, I'm just quickly looking, John. Do, do you have it in your inventory or it? Uh, I don't think I ever had it. Uh, I I didn't know it was an item that we could actually put in. It's an I... item, and you can totally add it, unless oh. Carla wants it. Yeah, Carla can. I think I it. threw it into mine earlier. All right, uh, let me have a yeah. look at your inventory. Um, you have... I don't know. It's not there mm. anymore. It is oh, not. Gosh. I definitely don't have one. It's Although the book I, of misspells, right? Yes, it's... Uh, it, well. it, it, I mean, it's the book of spells, but the word spells has been misspelled. And uh, if that tells you anything, then well, there you go. Mm. Um, that being said, if you... You thumb through the pages, and the pages themselves feel cheap but effective. Um, if you thumb through the book, it tells you uh, of a couple of spells that, like, as I said, this is this is one of those four dummy books, right? So this book starts with like, you know, did you know magic exists? Um, and then it goes on to describe how magic works, and that you know there's different types of magic, 
And then it goes on to list a couple of spells that would very easily show you that, you know, magic is a true thing. Um, mm -hmm. If you try these spells, then, you know, you'll see that magic is a thing. Mm -hmm. And the spells that are listed over there are the spells Message, Mage Armor, Hold Person, Speak with Dead, Ice Storm, Teleport, Wish, Fireball, and Magic Missile. Cool. Hmm. Quite the find, John. Don't know if it's any good, but I mean, sure. we found this, that um, book while in another book. It's got to mean something. Book in a book. I'll um. I'll keep a, ha a hold on it and see if anything comes of it, and if it's interesting, I'll pass it back your way. Which is basically me being like, I'll attune to it. <laughs> so I'll like Love read it. it for a portion of the night to try and attune to it a little bit. Fair enough. Uh, what does John do with his hat while he's sleeping? Uh, he's gonna put it on like the headboard, basically. He like lay, uh, hanging on the headboard. It's pretty hot inside, I imagine. Hot is stretching it, but it's nice and cozy over. Yeah, yep. so it's not—it's not like he's gonna get hot with that on. While oh Carol is like coming through the book, she's kind of like, "I wonder if my invisibility works on more than just people." What do you think, Casario? Um, sure, I would think any any creature, mm -hmm. but not creatures Ooh. like object. And she's gonna oh. look at the hat. Oh, um, do you know what I was thinking? Hmm. I wonder how cold it is outside. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. How cold is it? John, are you sleepy? Are you going to go to sleep soon? All right, great. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the hat <laughs> out to my sweet horse, Sitara, along with a blanket. If not an extra blanket, then I will take one of my blankets out to Satara, along with John's nice, beautiful new hat. Okay. <laughs> I didn't take John's well, blanket. Nice and warm. It smells like a horse. There you are, sweetheart. And you've got a hat, and I'll even share the blanket with the other horses, you know, get them all snuggly in there. <laughs> and um, then I'll come back in and go to sleep. <laughs> Carla, I will uh, I will add that if you are thumbing through this book to just, like, try and read up a little bit on these spells, because, like, you are a bard, so you're, you're well-versed in magic, but <laughs> your magic is also very... Um, like, tunnel vision sounds negative, but, like, as a bard, you have your, your focus. Yeah, mm -hmm. of, like kind of spells, right, that you know. This book opens your interest potentially to a wider spectrum of magic. Like, there's more to it than just what you know. Mm -hmm. um, while you are reading, you will learn about the spell message, uh, which is basically a way to communicate to someone to, you know, send a message to them telepathically. Just what I used egregiously. <laughs> yeah, she has that. Yeah, exactly. But it's still the book, the book describes that. Secondly, it will describe the spell Mage Armor, which will tell you that this is a great way to uh, basically provide someone with 
a extra layer, if you will. Mm -hmm. Oh no. Hmm. Can I test out one of the spells if they're like? Feel free. Yeah, hearing that, I'm just kind of like, hmm. I wonder if I could, maybe, and I'll try to do some mage armor on myself based on the so books and stories. So you want to do mage armor? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have this book out in one hand, and you you wave around your hand like you know there because there's like colorful drawing patterns in this book, right? That says mm-hmm. like, okay, you go left, then you go right, then you go mm-hmm. two circles, and you go down. So. Mm-hmm. Carla's doing that in the air to try and like do the spell and says a couple of words that are phonetically written out in the book. Um, hmm. As she does that, she casts the spell Mage Armoire rather than Mage Armor. Um, <laughs> and right next to you, you summon a fancy wardrobe. This fancy wardrobe has a couple of sets of clothing in there. Do you wish to look what's in there? Oh, absolutely. This is even better. Roll me three d20s. Oh, oh my. All my new d20s I get to I love it. use. <laughs> okay, can so I you've got in... her? <laughs> I'm sleeping. Just we have a 19. Yes. A 15. I got a natural yep. one, but I'm lucky. Can I reroll? Uh, sure. <laughs> and that's going to be a 13. All right. So all three of this, uh, 13 you said, a 15 and a 19, right? Yes. All right. So one set of clothing that you find in there are of a costume quality. Basically, um, you will find a costume in there that you can try on. Like, you can dress up like a horse. It's not convincing, but it's a costume. Two she sets in there. looks at it and then looks at John. <laughs> and puts it away in her bag of holding. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. The other two sets that you find in there are clothing sets of fine quality. This is the kind of stuff that you see the the Barovian elite wear. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I'll keep one for myself, and then I'll be like, I'll open my bag of holding and be like, Bagman! Bagman. I have a very fine treat for you, and I hand him one of the sets of fine clothing. (laughs) He starts gnawing away at that. Yeah, enjoy! And I give his head a little pat and send him back into the bag. (laughs) As you are finished with your spell, the mage armoire disappears again into the night. Excellent. I enjoy this. I love this. So just to to reiterate, you have message, mage armor, which you've just tried. Hold person, speak with dead, ice storm, teleport, wish, fireball, and magic missile. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. This and as far as this book, as far as this book works, you can use each of these spells once per dawn. Oh my god! Amazing. Wow! That away. Fire! I'm just. I'm trying to under. I'm trying to imagine all of the misspellings and what they could mean. Mage Armoire is fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's so much worse with the other ones. (laughs) I figured that was a little safer. I I think I get the first one. But anyway, yeah, let's let's go on. This is going to be great. What, message? Uh, Yeah. Feel free to try it. I mean, when we go to the rows, I'll try it out again. Um, I'll put that away. away. That'll be fun for a little. um, Very much the same. In my head, I'm thinking of like the moments of like. Releasing a bear on someone, kind of like that energy. 
Yeah. Huh. All right. <laughs> I prefer so you guys my, go to sleep then? I prefer my hijinks to be completely randomized. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yes, and I hate I'll... fun. <laughs> if there's nothing else that you guys uh, uh, need or want to do at present, then uh, you guys can indeed apply a long rest, should you need one. And then you wake again the next morning. The weather is unchanged, although it is morning, so it is light again. Uh, it's slightly overcast, though. Um, heavily overcast, actually, because it's snowing. Mm -hmm. um, and you wake exactly where you were the night before. To Excellent. the smell of fresh stew. <sighs> Breakfast as well? Okay. We will eat the stew and I think head to the Burgermeister's house. It'll be good to stop by him first, quick chat, and then off to the Abbey. John's looking under his bed and under his sheets. I... What's the matter? I I lost my hat. <gasps> oh, the bag oh, no, might have oh. oh! No, you know, um, you know what happened to it? Um, it was really funny. <laughs> Last night, it got so cold. Can you imagine? Like, do you think what? How cold do you think it got last night? I mean, there's snow on the ground. It must have gotten so cold. Anyway, um, I took the hat out and put it on Sadara, so she wouldn't get too cold. So, is that your horse? Yes, of course, Sadara, the majestic white creature just beyond these doors. Okay, in the barn. John goes out to mm. after he grabs his bowl, starts eating while he walks out to the stable to get the horse. That John. Okay. <laughs> uh, Casario, as you walk out the bedroom, um, Darovic uh, stops you for a brief moment and he says, uh, "Apparently, a letter came in for you this morning," and he hands you a scroll. Oh. She takes it. The scroll itself has a wax seal on it, and the wax seal itself is indented with the rose. Oh. Oh. Right. I have to ask the obvious because of, you know, do you want to read it? <laughs> um, I thought I might know what it was, but now I'm confused. Yes, I want to read it. Okay. There you go. Dear Casario, as promised, I have set up a meeting for you with your beloved mother. When the new moon rises, she will await you at the Sanguine Inn, my new establishment. Yours sincerely, Ernst Larnack. My new establishment? All right, I'm going to fold this up and head outside. I'm shaking horse hair out of my uh, hat. <laughs> uh, do you two suppose... Hmm? John, did you take that from Satara? M my hat? Yes. Well, don't you think her ears are going to get cold? <laughs> no. All right, uh, I, I received a missive. Um, it's from Ernst. I'm going to hand it to Carla. John can't read. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I certainly can. I'm just not interested in it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll read it. I know. <laughs> John can read. That is not canon. I was just kidding. <laughs> That's for taking Sitara's head away. John, John totally like um, when you hand it to her. He doesn't even bat an eye like that. He was. He, he probably would. If you handed it to him, he probably would have handed it to her. So. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, he's got a new establishment. You don't yeah. suppose the Martikovs have abandoned the Blue Water Inn? And Probably that's... not by choice, considering the information that we gave up about them. She'll, like, look at John a little bit. Do you think I'll they got rid of the there. paper place above the Sanguine Rose and turned it into an inn? No, oh. I... We'll see. I'm sure we'll find out straight away. I mean, all they did there was print posters for their stupid whatever they do every week. John, it was a front for the brothel downstairs. Right, so maybe now it's a... Wait, brothel? I thought it was a bathhouse. No, no, it was a brothel. Well, I mean, there are baths there, but, you know, the women that are there, you pay them to give you baths. I can give myself a bath, though. I would have to pay someone for it. Some people like some people the are lazy. Of others I get it. In the <sighs> that's very odd. Um, mm, I, anyway. You see, you see, Carla, why I try, but it's it's sort of it just makes no sense. I found anyway, it's, no, it doesn't. Get, like on his level, like telling him the crows are listening as opposed to trying to explain what scrying is. It's way easier. Well, listen. Now the crows were listening. I, I, that that happened. Mm -hmm. Just the way we can actually have a conversation in front of him, and he's actually got no idea what we're talking about right now. <laughs> what do you mean? He's so mm -hmm. gorgeous, though. He's very pretty. Very he pretty is. Man. He's beautiful mm -hmm. and strong. Mm -hmm. So strong. Yeah. I have been called a pretty girl. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, anyways, your mother. Yes, um, the new moon, it says. What are we currently at now? Do you know? Waxing gibbous. I... I feel like we would definitely know that. Yeah. So how many days would that be? <laughs> Waxing what? <laughs> Waxing gibbous. It's it's one of the phases of the moon. I don't know which one it is, but oh. just, I just feel like John would just immediately, John and Casario both know, like you said. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the waxing gibbous. Where are we Absolutely. at in terms of the moon at the current? Almighty DM in the sky. It is currently day, so it's hard to tell, but I would imagine, especially Casario, to be keeping track of this. I would say two to three days ish before a new moon. Hmm. Ooh, well, it takes about a day to get to Velaki. So with a horse, does it? Stop? Yeah, with the horse. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's uh, right. far out. Um, it takes about a day to get there, so it. Um, with a um, white horse, though. I imagine your horse is very fast, but my dear Watson is not. Um, <laughs> Dave's right. pretty slow. She fair travels. Enough. I'm pretty heavy. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You called your horse just Dave and it's a she? Yeah. You missed that the first time? Yes. Oh, God. No, that totally flew by me. I love you. That's great. <laughs> yeah. She didn't like it much, but uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. That's her name. He's got a horse named Dave. It's a girl. So, it, um, our travel plans would depend on <laughs> whether or not you want to be extra prepared so we can go tomorrow, be there a day before the new moon, 
and scout out sort of Velaki, or we could go sort of the day, you know, day-ish, day-ish of. Well, let's, let's explore this place, oh. try to get it all done in the day, and then we'll see where we're at at the end I'm, of the night. I mean, I've Sounds been to good. a... I've been to a few abbeys back at home in Neverwinter, and uh, it's mostly just like a school for like the, the nuns will run a school, maybe some prayer areas. It's not nothing, nothing big back home. So it's a it's a nice. Very hard to take you seriously in that hat, John. It's cold out here. It's just very hard to take you seriously. That's all I'm saying. Check this out. He undoes a fastening, and uh, if I could do it, that'd be great. There we go. Oh, we're really looking. Wow. Oh, wow. Hmm. My ears are perfectly Yeah, you know we should do. We should have someone put the insignia of our, our, our illustrious organization on that hat for you, and then you won't need to wear your circlet anymore. You could just wear the hat. Let's not get crazy. Mm. <laughs> yes, because that would be the crazy part of all this, indeed. Mm-hmm. Um... Mm-hmm. Thank you, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So should we start? Um, are we going to Burgermaster. start with the abbey, or should we? Yes. Burgermaster get whatever Carla. information he needs, and then we'll go to the abbey. Um. All right. Yeah. Um. I'll hail down like a guard that's on patrol and be like, "Could you point us in the direction of the burgomaster's house?" And he will point you back to the big house that is in the south part of town. As you're walking there, Carla, you have a very keen sense of like just like, you. You do. As you're walking around, you do notice that there is another building that is towards the um, northwest of this area that mm-hmm. has a sign out. You didn't read the sign because it's too far away, but you did notice that there is a rather large building there that has a sign. It's the one Ooh. in the upper corner, the upper right corner. And we have to head back to the abbey and mm-hmm. have a look. But yeah, I'll pop up to the Burgermeister's house and give like a polite knock on his door. And the Burgermeister will open and say to you, please come in. It's uh, cold outside, as always. Mm-hmm. I feel a little bit warmer than normal. Thank you. I'm not cold. Well, I'm sure you are. Um, welcome in. It's, uh, it's not much, but it's home. What can I help you with? As you wanted to talk to us a little bit whenever we had a bit of time. We have some now if you wanted to speak. Yes. Um, first off, um, this is my wife, and he points uh, towards the kitchen area in the south of this room. Um, Pleasure to meet you. She waves very warmly at you, uh, very broad smile, and he says, this is Anna. Um, and uh, the discussion I wanted to have with you is slightly more private, not that she um, can't know, but it's it's. I think I'd better show you," he says. And as he says that, he proceeds to walk towards a door over here, and he goes through that. Carla indicates for the other two to follow, and she'll go. You walk through a very small but cozy bedroom, out into the backyard of his house. Ah. Oh. Oh dear. Oh no. 
I, uh, this is my family's graveyard. Mm -hmm. I have a bit of a problem. And he points towards the grave that is next to him. As you might notice, the grave over there is unearthed. Um, who originally was meant to be lying here? My daughter, Alana, was buried here. So sorry for your loss. Thank you. Yes, my daughter died way too early, but... Can I, and he lowers his voice as he says this, can mm -hmm. I trust on your complete confidence in this? Absolutely. We try to keep this village as safe as we can. There's a lot of forces that we like to keep outside. There are certain creatures that we prefer not to have within our walls. Mm. But as much as we might try... Something or someone is unearthing graves around our town and stealing the corpses. My daughter was its most recent victim, and it's starting to raise an alarm across the village, and I want that I want this solved. Not oh. just for the sanctity of the buried bodies, but also to not raise any more alarm. These people have been through enough. Awesome. How recently did this happen? Not five nights ago. Nights ago. Okay. Um, are you okay if I do a little bit of investigating around here to try and see? This is one of the reasons why I'm bringing you in. I'm not sure what is happening, but I fear necromancy or even worse. And I have no skill in determining that. I understand. If you have any way to contact the dead or see if any magic was at play here, I, I don't know. But if you do, I would be in your, in your debt. So please, and he steps back a little bit, feel free. So, the first thing Carla's going to do is she's going to do, like, a full investigation of the grave and sort of the graves around it, looking for tracks, markings, indications of whether or not it's been dug up or something's arisen, you know, that kind of thing. She's really giving, like, a good, thorough, like, look down for any clues possible all, all around right, the so area, as well as there. Give me an investigation first. Um, that is going to be a 22. Okay. The grave that has been unearthed over here looks, by all accounts, to have been dug up by a shovel. And I don't see track marks or anything like that that would indicate. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, you do. You do see track marks, but they confuse you. Okay. For you see a set of feet leading from the grave slightly away towards the house and you see one 
imprint of a shoe and one imprint which looks like a goat. Like a goat's hoof. A goat's hoof? Okay, interesting. Alright, I'll note that down. <clears throat> um, and then the second thing that I would like to do is as soon as that's done, mm-hmm. I'm going to take out my Ouija board and try okay. to contact any spirits around to ask them if they've seen anything. Alrighty. Uh, where did we leave that? Over here. Let's get the Ouija boarded, guys. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, it's been a while. It doesn't happen because it's far too silly, but I, I, was, I wanted a, an image of John like leaning down and taking a handful of snow and smelling it and saying, it snowed last night. <laughs> but that was that was just too I couldn't mm. give me a nature check John oh my god no uh, okay alright my minus one is helping me very much here I got a nine a nine yep I rolled a ten <sighs> you smell a dog it snowed last night and Wet dog smell, oddly. Now, I wonder if a dog peed here. Ew. If it's yellow, don't eat it, John. Yes, words of wisdom. <laughs> I know you Californians don't have snow, but trust me, don't eat yellow snow. I have the constitution to take it. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I just flat out called you guys Californians. I am so sorry. Floridians, ah. of course. Florida is the California of the South, as they say. No, they don't. Nobody says that. <laughs> Shall we move on? <laughs> no, no. Mm-mm. We're contacting the dead spirit of a young girl. Please have some decorum. <laughs> okay. I'm going to. I'm going to reach out to any spirits that are within this sort of graveyard and ask, like, are you here first? Is there anyone with us? You feel a very subtle energy, but the. Um, the token remains where it is. Did you see what happened five nights ago? You feel a very subtle. You feel a very subtle movement, but the token remains where it is. What took her? Was it human or creature? Other? Both. Mm-hmm. Oh, both. Okay. I missed the B. Um, yes. Both. Oh. An amalgamation. Was it a, a were creature, a werewolf? No. Not. Ah. Uh-huh. U-O-E. Not sure. Not sure. Oh. Interesting. Did it drag the corpse off or did it consume it? Hmm. 
Bag. Bag. Hmm? Bagged it. Bagged it. Okay. Oof. Where did it go? Do you know the direction? Do you know how far? The, the Abbey. Abbey. Oh my. Who are you? Who is talking to us right now? E A V E. Thank you so much, Dave. Um, I will... I hope you rest now. We will get to the bottom of this. Oh my god. Ah. <laughs> oh, okay. How many days are here? I couldn't help myself. I'm so sorry. To very seriously say thank you, Dave, was a lot. Um, I would like reparations. Um, <laughs> so yes, I'll turn to um, Kreskov and I will say, I'll tell him basically what that just told me. Um, we are headed to the Abbey anyway. I'd be happy to investigate further there. Dimitri will fold his arms and just shake his head and say I can't believe that <sighs> if you are going up the abbey <laughs> years and years ago an abbot came to our town very friendly man, very young man as well. Um, if you'd permit me in describing him, he looked very handsome for for an abbot. <laughs> um, he said he wanted to breathe life into the monastery. Now, mind you, the monastery has been built centuries ago by Saint Markovia. And when she passed, sisters and brothers of their clergy continued their services to provide religious aid and to feed the homeless and aid those who were wounded or otherwise outcast from society. Then the war came. And after the war, the abbey was shut down, deemed unnecessary for the people. Now, this is long, long time ago. The Abbey has been standing there empty for more centuries until this abbot came along, and this is some 30, 40 years ago. The abbot 
took up residence in the abbey, and we haven't really seen him since. But at night, sometimes sounds and lights do appear, and the people over here are scared of what might go on over there. There's nothing immediately threatening about the Abbey, just we don't know what's what's there. Mm-hmm. If what you're saying is right, I dearly hope that it is something just and honorful. But would the case be that it isn't? Could you please return my daughter's corpse back to her resting place here? Of course, if it's in... If we can find it, of course. I think if it were done with honor, they would have talked to you first. Or, or her mother. I would agree, good Sir Paladin. Um... We will uh, investigate further there and hopefully have this resolved for you. Thank you. Um, her mother is quite distraught by this, and I am too, to a degree. Um, you would do us a great service in, in looking after this. Um, thank you. And ensure to leave an extra flower offering for Dave for helping us identify this. Yes, um, I I will. Of course. Off to the Abbey. I'll say to the other two. Yeah. Uh, Carla, uh, did you mm-hmm. did did you like walk us through like Sherlock Holmes style as you were investigating? Ah, I see a there's a footstep over here, and then it's a goat, oddly enough, or something like that. Yeah, I absolutely did, but unfortunately, John was too busy eating pea snow to pay I attention to it. I wasn't eating it, I was smelling it. <laughs> <clears throat> mm. But no, I was going to say, Carla, don't, do we know somebody with one leg? Yes, but I don't think the other half is goat. Mm. One human boot, and then one goat. Carla, just for... Just to make sure, do you know what a goat imprint looks like in snow? Like a hoof? Like a little, like, circle? Yeah, so in, in snow, it looks like a dot. Like uh-huh. a peg. Like a peg leg. She's interpreted, you said goat, she's interpreted it as goat, she has told everyone Which it's is goat. fine. We That's are looking fine. for goat. That is fine. So we're looking for someone with one goat leg and one regular leg. Or mm-hmm. human and leg. And it said... It's it canon now, so let's go with it. Creature and man, so... True. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Does John know what a satyr is? <laughs> mm-hmm. no. uh, is that a serious question? Because no, I think I with I your background... Because so, yeah. oh. as, as far it... as I know, satyrs aren't a thing. Is it this direction or this direction? If you want to go to the lake, uh, it is the right direction. If you want to go to the shop that had its uh, that sign. had a sign out, that's also there. I'll check the sign first. All right, it just says general store. 
Um, how likely <laughs> are we to actually get to the Abbey today, or should we do this sort of like side stuff and end and then start in the Abbey next episode? I, I don't happens. mean to be so meta. Looking at the time, happens. we have a couple of minutes left, so. Yeah. Want to pop into the store and then we'll start the Abbey next time? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go shopping. I've been needing a shopping episode, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going <laughs> to lie, babes. It's been one hit after another. <laughs> As you walk into the general store, you see that there is a lady over there that is um, running the place. And by, mm -hmm. as if struck by lightning, you notice that she looks like someone that you've seen before. Yeah, we know her. Mm. It, she smiles, seeing new faces, and she says, welcome, welcome. Um, anything I can get you? Where do I know you, you wouldn't from? Happen, you wouldn't have to have a sister in Falaki, would you? Oh, I do, actually, yes. Have you been to Velaki? <gasps> yes, her potion shop is renowned. It's incredible. Yes. Yes, it's run by my by my twin sister, yes. Runs in the family, I see the good looks. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we are shopping around just for some wares. Anything interesting? Items of note? Stuff like that. Oh, do you have an apple? Apples? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I real I, I I I deal in rather rare items sometimes, but like a general I, store, like a general store should, of course. <laughs> but <laughs> apples are beyond my scope. Uh, they don't even grow in these lands. So if I get oh. some from from the Vistani, then sure. But I I haven't seen them in in a year, I think. Maybe Anya has them over in Valaki, but... Oh, okay, Vistani's a good place to check. That's good to know. Um, so, um, these rare items that you were talking about, we have coin. On occasion, I run into uh, rare items. At the moment, I am fresh out, though. But, like, if you need anything for your um, questing or trapping or adventuring needs, then I should probably be able to help you out. Did we sell the uh, the Vistani, our the the mace that you didn't want? Mm -hmm. No, I stole. Um, I I sold the special wine. Um, we have this rare item. If you have any interest in it, and I kind of show her the mace of terror and describe the sort of like mechanisms of it, and be like, you know, any offer for this? It's an interesting item, but I don't think I will have a market for that. Um, it's fair. In with with the risk of sounding repetitive, I think that the Vistani might be able to help you out better with that. Um, they deal with weapons a whole lot more than I do. Fair. Hmm. Um, we pick up ration. Oh, you said you trappings. Do you have bear traps? Or any sort um, of traps? Yes, I should we have something like that? Mm -hmm. Um, how many do you need? Uh, give me two. I'll take two. All right. Uh, they are five gold apiece. Okie doke. Alright. We'll give her five gold. And uh, five gold or ten? Oh, ten. Yeah, sorry. Okay. In that case, you can add two hunting traps. They're actual items Ooh. that you can add. Ooh. Exciting. Uh, you, can, cool. you can set them using an action, or of course, out of combat, you can just set them. Mm -hmm. uh, they're basically one of those like snap rings that, you know, bear trap kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, if an enemy stands in it, it needs to succeed on a DC... 13 dexterity saving throw, or uh, basically be... Uh, they get some damage, a little bit of pierce damage, and they're basically stopped moving. They're just 
rooted to the ground. Very cool. Okay. Thank you very much. I will take those for sure. Wonderful. So you're here on business or what? Mm, we are um, stopping by to check out the abbey. Um, oh my. Mm-hmm. Are you I sure? Heard any- <laughs> heard anything about it? <sighs> yeah, it's um there is a strange aura on the hill in the abbey. You know, it was from what I heard once a place of, of solitude and safety and, and healing, but I I fear something has, has changed. I met the abbot once when I first arrived here in town. You see, the abbot seems to be from another time or world. His presence is unusual. He's so kind. He's so... So good-looking. Yeah. I feel he lives by his own ambiguous values, and... I mean, he's friendly, but there seems that there's a certain darkness that dwells within him. If you catch my drift, he's... There's so much going on inside of him. So if you do wish to go there, take care if you want to visit with him. You've met him. Sorry. Sorry, I was just saying, your Burgermeister. Wait, we've met him? No, that you've met him, I'd say to Sonia, and then I'll turn to John and be like, what were you going to say, John? Uh, I was just going to say, the Burgermeister said that he came here like 30 or 40 years ago. Is he still... (laughs) Is he uh, an elf or or one of a halfling or someone who doesn't who who can get older and still look young? He doesn't strike me as an elf. I know of the dusk elves that lived near Barovia or Verlaki, something. I've I've met them once or twice. It's nothing like that. He's um. She looks at the three of you and then locks eyes with you, Casario. She says. He's kind of like you, but <laughs> if you'd permit me, I, I mean no disrespect, but you're pretty, but he is, he's divine to look at. I am. Um... <clears throat> but he's kind of like you. Should we tell him about the Sanguine Rose? He might have a better job there. What's the Sanguine Rose? Uh, it's a the bathhouse. Brothel. Oh. It's a do we have a brothel here in, in Kresk? We no. do. Wait, do we? No, this is in Falaki. You'll have to take a trip down. Maybe ask your sister about it. Looks, um, like, looks like they've opened a new inn there, oh. too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I could. I haven't been to Falaki in so long, but... She looks at Casariel again for a little while. She says, sometimes you don't need to travel that far to find what you seek. What the hell do I think she's talking about? (laughs) Give me an insight check. (laughs) Uh, Reading social situations, Casariel's weakness. Okay. My passive is... 
18. However, I rolled a 19 again, but this uh, time I have something to add to it. All right. Uh, eight. A million. <laughs> a million. Okay, so 27. Okay, she is totally hitting on you for some reason. Oh, oh, that's better. I thought she was trying to be rude to me. Oh. No, <laughs> no, fine. no. On the contrary, no, she, uh, apparently I'm not good as, uh, I'm not good at flirting as a girl to a girl. Oh, um, well. Kazaria <laughs> will smile back kindly at her and blush a little bit. Carla, what's going on? Uh, Finally, she's getting the attention she deserves. Do not ruin it for her. So they're not fighting? Uh, okay. No fighting. No. Cool. Very good. Instead. Um. Ah, oh, well. We'll keep an eye out for Mr. Divine. Um, and we'll, you know, if we make it back and hold him one piece, might pop in. Um. Oh, I can't imagine he will he will do anything to you. He's such a kind soul. But the Abbey has a dark aura. I'm sure he went there to restore the Abbey to the, to its former glory, but it seems to t take him quite uh, quite a long time. Do you know if he's half goat? She looks at you with a look of confusion on her face. I'd stare her down like I'm, I'm asking a serious question. <laughs> Just say yes or no. It'll lead this to be a interaction. Half goat? Or I don't Is know. It? it might not be all, all of his half. He at least has a goat foot. <laughs> her lips curl into a grin as she looks over at Casario and she says, well, I hope he's part horse at least, but... I don't think I have any reason to suspect that he is part goat. Well, I have got to see this man because he is apparently quite something. He might also be part horse. I don't know. But as long as he has a goat foot. <laughs> I'm dead. I think that's it. I think that's, yeah. it has to be the end. That's it. Oh, oh. We leave. Thanks and for coming, folks. I never show back up here again. <laughs> John proudly walks out with his new hat. And feeling fantastic. <laughs> um, Carla will walk out after John and basically shut the door in Casario's face to flirt with the girl if she wants for a little bit. Oh. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Casario's charisma is a 10, so she just smiles awkwardly she, and opens an the door and leaves. That's <laughs> 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 <It's> locked! <laughs> 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 I love Couldn't it. Help myself. Mm -hmm. All right, I think uh, that is a good point to uh, to end the episode. So next time you could go to uh, the waters to see if Sergey is still there, and then oh, onwards to, to the guy. Abbey. Hmm. Oh, good episode, guys. I no really idea how it. much restraint I had to exercise to not say Abba. <laughs> <laughs> oh god I don't want to be here anymore I would like to be gone you can't leave I know I'm sorry oh, lovely HR it has been nope. like two or three weeks since last time we were able to do this I am so happy this is this was fun, this was fun. yeah 
I hope you guys enjoyed it uh, as much as we enjoy role playing. Like it's it's oh, this is the reason why we do this. It's such a fun game. It's such a fun group. We're having fun here. I hope you guys did too. Um, that was tw uh, episode twenty nine uh, of the Curse of Strahd. So yeah. join us next week for episode number thirty. Holy dang, we're getting there. Yeah, when we uh, venture to the Abbey and see what's up over there. Um, if you're curious in the meantime, uh, hit us up on YouTube and on Twitch, depending on which platform you've seen us on. Uh, on YouTube, we have all our old episodes if you want to uh, watch what we've done so far. We have an uh, episode done by Carla, which summarizes everything up to 20 episode, I believe 25, right, Carla? 25, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have backstories over there. We have uh, some backstories of some prominent characters as well. Um, so feel free to join those. Those are absolutely awesome. Um, join us on Twitch uh, check out our podcasts if you uh, want to listen to us on the go because you could do that as well and of course join us next week for more Curse of Strahd episode 30 where we'll see where our characters will uh, go as a raid the Abbey oh yes we'll see you next time guys thank you so much for being here and uh, see you in a week bye everybody bye, bye now Thanks for listening to this episode. For more adventure, check out our socials and join us live every Saturday over on twitch.tv forward slash the Gilded Flask and chat with other Gilded Flask fans over in our Discord channel.